Hey guys, I'm sure this sounds like shit, but I don't want to set up my whole rig right now. I got fucking married, I'm on my honeymoon, so you guys are going to get some Game of Thrones episodes that we recorded a while ago. So, wish me and my new wife, Perry, luck, and listen to us talk about Game of Thrones. Keep checking the shit out, we'll be back in a few weeks. Later. Hey, hey, you're listening to Jesse and Perry in the mornings on K106, the get, get, get Game of Thrones Network. Are you recording? Yeah, I didn't tell her I was going to do that. Oh, God. It came, it, it came to me in a dream. Amuse. Oh, is, this, is this the dream when you were leaving me to die during Trump's Hunger Games? Was it that That dream? was your dream, not mine. I no longer go into other people's <laughs> dreams without their consent. Apparently you do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, guys, we're back to talk about Game of Thrones Season 2 because, uh, yeah, the response to our episode, uh, Season 1 episode was so great and voluminous. I mean, we won the Pulitzer Prize for it. Uh, we haven't released any of those at the time of this recording. But we have continued to watch Game of Thrones. Um, me and Perry got, in a, li- got a, little, a little snippy at each other last episode, didn't we? Yes, we did. She's nowhere near the microphone because our cat's being a little pain in the dupa. Did we get snippy during the episode or after? After the episode. Yeah. Behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of stuff going on. So uh, we have decided. Basically, I told Jesse he needs to run his own podcast. So we have decided to (laughs) amicably break up but continue the Game of Thrones series because the public desires it so. You're just going to look at that fucking cat this whole episode, no, I can tell. No, I'm not. One thing, move closer to the microphone. Well, who set it up? I told uh, you to you set, the set chair up the chair. Woman. I told you to set the chair up. Ah, boy. I'm guys, her away. guys, never, never get engaged. Never get, let's all just go gay. Like, it'll, it'll, I'm not going to lie, going to be a little bit of a learning curve, but if Game of Thrones has taught me anything, uh, gay equals power. What? I don't know. <laughs> You were pretty mad at me last episode for saying butt boy. And yet you it did just say it again. I'm, I'm quoting somebody else You're... named me. It just came out. I know butt boy is not an appropriate. He's, he's fictional. He'll be fine. He's a king. Okay. This is class warfare. Anyway, so we're going to discuss the first three episodes of season two. That would be The North Remembers, The Nightlands... And what is dead may never die. Ah. What comes out of the ground ain't what you put in. What? Ground turns sour. It's the, it's the Castle Rock accent. Pet sure. cemetery. Anyway, so. Again, we're still trying to find a format. We have not taken notes this time. So I will be reading from the Wikipedia entry and to discuss this. And when he says we, he means I have not taken notes. Yes. Oh, so there were two things I wanted to, to discuss. Uh, I know what I re- told you to remember. I don't remember what you told me to remember. Corpse photos. Ah. A thing that's come up a few times here. Uh, Robert has said it. And who's the guy looking after Arya? That dude. That dude. Okay. We don't know his name. So King know. Robert and uh, his faithful squire, that dude, <laughs> have both made mention uh. of something that uh, in the past would have been very, very typical. Which would, they talk about not remembering the faces of their deceased loved ones. Mm. Which is something... Uh, I'm trying to get across the idea of time privilege. Which is... You don't realize how... You know, obviously, we don't realize in the world we're living in how recent things we take for granted are. Are you talking about pictures? 
I'm talking about pictures. Yeah. I'm talking, I mean, paintings even, like, realistic ones sure. only go back. Like, I love I love going back through old paintings and looking for, like, when was the time they actually started looking like people? Although, I feel like during, during Game of Thrones time, they probably would have had some pretty realistic looking paintings. Well, one neat thing they had in uh, the third episode, which we just watched... When Samsa looks in a mirror and we actually see that it's one of those shitty old, like, before they really perfected the technology mirrors where it's, like, really hazy and yeah. shit. Yeah. They uh, have some good details in there. Yeah. But the thing that made me think corpse photos is there's a bunch. If you go look up, like, deceased photos, 19th century, mm-hmm. with the photography being developed in the 1800s. There was actually a trope at the time, now that people could immortalize their loved ones. They'd, like, set them up. They're, yeah, there's a weird tradition of when somebody died, they'd say, okay, call the Undertaker, call his loved ones, and call call a fucking paparazzo, because we need to dress this guy up and take a photo with him, because we're never going to see him again. So when you mentioned court, cor- I must said court photos, uh, different thing, corpse photos earlier, and I gave you, like, a corpse photos, um, I knew what you were referring to i didn't know why and now this makes sense Mm -hmm. well again i had that notion like just because like i forget i forget what my dad sounds like and that freaks Mm. me out do you remember uh your stepdad jim do you still remember him pretty clearly uh yeah i'd say so but it was that was four years ago right actually we're coming up on four years like next week oh wow we should do something get martinis okay well yeah we'll try i mean I mean, Pandemic. We, we also live above a bar. I mean, we could. Oh, true. We could take out martinis. We could break in if need be. Oh, or that. But uh, yeah, just a weird notion you never really think of. And I don't remember you mentioned something that uh, it was kind of the grander scheme of something things. about Joffrey. I feel. Oh, Joffrey and Trump. Oh God, yes. So as we are recording this, it is like. 33 hours since uh, Trump has left the White House. Yeah. Well, since Trump has officially not been president. Yeah. Uh, it's been... So, yeah. Uh, I just noticed that, like, all these people are, like, following the orders of, like, Joffrey, who's, like, pretty hard to take seriously, but they're like, oh, in the name of King Joffrey, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, really? Really? That guy? You're just, like, blindly following that guy's orders? You're willing to use your own life. But then again, that ties into the end of the... Uh, episode of we just watched episode three with various and Tyrion talking, where various makes the Varys. point. Varys, whatever. Various. The various Varuses. The various Varys. Where he makes the point to say, um, you know, where does power actually lie? Using a riddle of the swordsman, like if the swordsman's the only one with the sword, then why do people obey kings? They go where they believe uh, power lies, and he has this whole thing. You know, even even a small man can cast a great shadow. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what order you want to go into, but also, like... We're, we're jumping around. Well, I noticed... I, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, this was the first episode that Danny is That's not right. in. No target Targaryens get a, get a mention, but that's it. Yeah, I think when they're talking about raping and butchering their children, that's right. their mention. Right. All right, so, episode one, The North Remembers. In King's Landing, Tyrion becomes acting hand of the king, much to Cersei's dismay. Um, yeah, how exactly does that happen? I, I know he survives the battle. 
had Tyrion become Hand of the King, yeah, I know uh, he, Tywin but, passed it off to him. But why did Tywin pass it off to him? Because he decided to say at Casterly Rock, I think, and wasn't think he, he was helping with what, the war strategy. Wasn't he a little pissed off at Cersei for letting Joffrey... One of the things yes. that come up these next three episodes is uh, like a lot of what we see with Tyrion and Cersei. Cer- Cersei's like, you know... I don't fucking want you here. And he's like, you know, like, I'm dealing with the situation you allowed to happen when Joffrey killed fucking Ned Starks. Yeah. Well, that's why, yeah, that's why he sent Tyrion. But I'm pretty sure Tywin, if I'm remembering correctly, is at Casterly Rock because he's trying to help strategize for the war and trying to get Jaime back. So right. he's like, here, you you go back to King's Landing and take over. Because obviously it's easier for him to direct Lannister men from where the Lannisters live. Right. Uh, the one thing he gives is he may not bring his whore with him, which mm. Tyrion disobeys. Yep, Shay. Shay. She's the best. She's pretty cool. Yeah. So he brings her along. And uh, you know what? Because she doesn't factor much in these three episodes, we could give her entire plot line now. So she has to basically stay in-house in uh, King's Landing, can't be seen since Tywin basically bid him not to, uh, bid Tyrion not to bring her along. But she gets restless, so he actually sends Shay to be the new handmaiden for Sansa. And we see a nice little scene where Sansa, who we felt so bad for, immediately become the little bitch she is. Yeah, so... I don't know if it's like a repeat watch... That helps with this um, and without giving anything away. But part of it, I think, is like Sansa's lost all control and this is the only thing she can control. I mean, think about it because that came directly after a scene where Cersei is like is pretty much like telling her like, oh, you need to answer the princess who's asking. And then. Right. And they're just talking, you know. Uh, very blasé, like, you know, do you think, do you think uh, Jaffrey's going to kill her brother? Like, maybe, maybe, we'll see. Well, and she's like, would you like that? Remember? And he, and he said no. Yeah, no. that's Tom, Tommen. We'll see him more later. Yeah, you and I did talk watching that, how, uh, at least to me, that feels like the least realistic thing about the show is just like, these royal families, the, the siblings were never close because it was only like, you know, this is the motherfucker who might kill me. Yeah, but it's different between, like... The Starks weren't a royalty, so... That, too, but it's different between sister and brother. Yeah. Yeah, true. True, because the brother never has to worry about the sister. Right, and just because, like... And don't forget, they've already killed her father. So even if she wasn't close with Rob, like, it's still... So, yeah, I kind of... I know I agreed with you initially, but I kind of think it makes sense. But yeah, I, you, you got to give Sansa a little credit because she has literally no control and is stuck in this place surrounded by people who have kill, who killed her father, killed mm-hmm. her father's bannerman, and are threatening to kill her brother. I mean, like, right. it makes sense that she's acting out in the mm-hmm. one place she can. Uh, we meet the people of Dragonstone. Yes, Stannis and his men. And Stannis is the older brother. Of I believe he's actually the middle brother. Well, he's the older of the surviving. He's brothers. the older of the surviving surviving brothers, but I believe he's Robert's younger brother, which okay. is weird because he looks older than Robert. Right. All right, so Stannis rules Dragonstone, and who's the other brother, and where does he rule? Um, Renly, I don't think rules anything. But he has a crown. Because he thinks he's king. 
Okay, so you and I went through this. What are the sigils of everybody we've met right now? Who are who are the main players? We have the Starks, obviously, who are the direwolves. Yeah. We have the Lannisters, who are the lions. Yes. We have Targaryens. Targaryens are dragons. dragons. Um, the Greyjoys are octopuses or squid. Right. Those are the Iron Island people. Um. We have the, uh, the rose. We, ju- we just met the Tyrells, who are um, the Roses. Okay. Um, they rule Highgarden. Um, who else do we have? I don't know. I think that's... Those are the main people, I believe. Okay. We have uh, the Wall... And then we have, um, we have the, the Baratheons are the Stags. Right, okay. We also have the Wallaboos, who are the Ducks. Um... The the Thrinkin Thra- the dreaded Thrinkenthrax, of course, who uh, went with a mouse. That's one. Of, that was like one of those Iceland Greenland things where they tried to trick people, like, oh, you know, the Thrinkenthrax are tiny little mouses, and then they show up and they got like big bear dicks. That one got away from me. And then we have the Lunar Drams, who are the rabbits. Yes, we have discussed. Guys, write in and tell us who your sigil is and why. We have decided the Lunar Dram House. Uh, is definitely going to be the rabbit. And the house colors are red and purple. Right, red and purple, because uh, we... Honestly, we, we look good in red and purple. Yeah, um, both of us. And not to mention the middle ground we tend to wear is maroon, which I think is... That is true, I've never really thought of that. Oh, baby, we're getting married, and you're gonna be, we're going to make red and purple maroon. Yes, we're, we're getting married eventually. Yes. Uh, so pretty much the word is out that Joffrey is a bastard B. Um, Joffrey orders all of the bastards to mm. be killed. Yes. So we get, uh, some primetime HBO pay channel baby deaths. Oh yeah. It's horrible. And we see that, uh, they send somebody out to the troop that have been sent from King's Landing that are going to Castle Rock. I, I know that's not what it's called. And they're looking for, what's the kid's name with the bull? Gendry. Gendry. Okay, so they're out to find him, and then that guy, you know, Robert and that guy, who don't remember their loved one's faces, uh, pretty much tells him to fuck off. And then they come back later in the middle of the night, and they kill that guy, and then everybody runs away. Uh, Arya actually goes and saves the prisoners, which I'm sure is going to pan out at some point. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the little blonde boy gets... It. So, everyone's captured, including... The bastard's name again? Gendry. Gendry. If they just use... They have a fucking Rob. You know how I can remember Rob? Because Rob is a name. Yep. Yeah. It's... it's. Give me Rob Thrickenthrack and Gendry can go fuck himself. But that Rob is spelled with two Bs, which is dumb. I guess to distinguish from Robert. Yeah. Was Rob named after Robert? That that would make sense, you know. You name you name your uh, kids after your friends. Yeah. Oh God, then that means our kid's name is gonna be Neil. That's right, James James Neil Lerner Dram. Yuck. Yikes. Guys, go listen to Cult of Us with my good friend James Neil Wood. He's also on Footnote, episode two. If you go back far enough, I don't remember which one we watched. So I'm just, oh, consider the lobster. Um. So yeah, they sh- they killed the little blonde boy, and then they pretty much get everyone around. And said like, "Where's the?" They bastard? kill the blonde boy with the sword that he steals from Arya, which ends up that. being a thing. Yeah, needle. I didn't notice that. Okay. Yep, he kills the blonde boy with needle. Right, and then after they everyone around, like, "All right, where's Gendry Thrickenthrack?" And Arya steps up and says, <laughs> uh, "You just you just killed him there." 
and he has the bull's the bull's helmet, and we see the bull helmet that was you know put out to mark him. So pretty much, Arya stepped up and saved Gendry. They think Gendry is dead. Right. This is actually going pretty decently because I'm just on the first episode, but you kind of get the whole storyline from that. I can't remember like what they call the bastards in King's Landing because like in the north you have the snow. Right. In uh, Dorne and, like, the islands, you have sand. There's sand, I believe. Mm. So, I don't know that. Gotcha. Um, to you hear Rory? Yeah. Rory the bunny is playing with her toy. With a cat toy. Yeah. Uh, Having won three victories, Rob Stark, who is now proclaimed as King of the North, offers the Lannisters peace in exchange for the North's independence and Sansa's and Arya's safe return. He sends Theon to see his father, Balan Greyjoy, to support, and Caitlin to see Catelyn to seek an alliance with Renly Baratheon, who also claims the throne. Uh, beyond the Wall, the Night's Watch shelters with Craster and his daughters slash wives. That a slash it does not mean in addition to that slash means also and. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Craster, Craster keeps it in-house. He's gross. Um, we, we could probably knock out that entire storyline. Yeah. So, yeah, they need the help of Craster. Uh, he lives beyond the wall, right? Yes. Yes, he's a wildling, but he is um, has an alliance with uh, the Night Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, the Night Rangers. The Night Watch Rangers. So, basically, they... The Christian time has come. Murder it. Okay. You're my sister gonna no, bear just, my son. Just be done. Okay. Um. See, that's the thing. You take things too far. Um. Sometimes it just takes longer to sing a song. Right. You just sing one line. Didn't you just say this is my podcast and I need to direct it? I want to sing Night Ranger, okay? Sing Night Ranger the entire time. Murder it. Okay. Um... What's your price for flight? Okay. Um, that is a fun song. Anyway, what were we talking about? We're talking about Craster. Craster. Um, yeah, so basically he is kind of like the last place that they can go and like get shelter, get fed, um, before they move out further uh-huh. um and so he provides protection because like the you'll see the other they're like they're, they're like hawaii only icy like that's the last place you can hit before going further onto your well and not only that the other wildlings aren't um aren't friendly with them because i've i've told i tried to point it out when it was happening and you'll meet him later but there's a person who used to be a night a night watchman um mance raider who deserted the Night Watchman and started his own little wildling cult. Uh-huh. So, like, he's an enemy of the Night Watch. So, like, okay. they start, like, the further they go, like, yes, it's more desolate, but they're also dealing with more enemies. Right. Okay. But, uh, so, Craster has, like, dozens and dozens of daughters who he then fucks and makes more and more daughters. And while all the Night Watchmen are there... He pretty much makes the point that none of them shall lay a hand on me, daughters. Sir. I went pirate there. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, dumbass fat fucking Sam has to come back. It, it, it's literally like, I'm imagining like a 1980s like screen wipe across the screen. Don't you dare lay a hand on my daughters. We're going to take her with us with you. Like, <laughs> fucking Sam. You dumb fuck. I love you. Yeah, Sam's. 
Sam's great, though. Yeah. But, uh, so he tries to talk to Jon Snow, like, you know, we need to save her. And Who's the real dumb fuck in this? True. True. Because he, he he knows better. John Sam's Sno- just following his heart. Jon Snow is often a dumb fuck, you will come to find. I don't know why everyone likes him so much. Because he's a British boy with cheekbones. There's a lot of British boys with cheekbones in that show. Where he has the cheekboniest British ones. But, uh, they... they <clears throat> the notion is put out there, like, you know, like... Well, he has daughters, but what happens if he has sons? And the the pregnant one, that's her concern. Like, what if it's a son? And uh, so in the middle of the night, Jon Snow sees Craster coming out carrying a baby boy, which he deposits in the woods, and we see some man-creature? Man-bear-pig. Man-bear-pig lives in, out in the woods and picks up the baby, and Jon Snow is going to investigate, and Craster like, backs him in the head, kicks everybody out, well, I don't know if you noticed, but the when the guy went to pick him up, um, mm-hmm. the guy had bright blue eyes. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Or we need a better TV with better resolution. No, you probably weren't paying attention. I was probably looking up the dreaded Thricken Thrax. And yeah, I'm sure note. you were. Um, <laughs> in Essos, as her people slowly die in the Red Waste, Daenerys dispatches three riders to conduct reconnaissance. And that... I think we can tie up that three-episode story arc right. right there. So, yeah, they're out in the Red Waste, which is the desert. Um, since everyone's starving, Daenerys takes her three horsemen and basically sends them out in the three directions they haven't gone to, you know, scout for food or people. Right. And then they see a horse returning days later, and it's just the horse, and in the saddlebag they find a fucking head. Yep. And, uh... One of the Dothraki women is very upset because they need to... Well, for one thing, he had his hair cut, yep. which is like their soul? Well, um, the hair cutting is like defeat. Like, you, you get your... Like, uh-huh. your, your, the length of your hair equals the length of... Like, the amount of people you've defeated, and once you've been defeated, your hair gets cut. This is why you keep trying to get me to get my hair cut. Yes, because I want to defeat you, but I already have. That's what's insane. You don't even realize that. I was a powerful podcasting Samson, and now I am a mere... I don't have any more references to go with that. Yeah, you've always been the Delilah in this. (laughs) But, um... So, yeah, Daenerys swears revenge to the girl, blah, 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 blah. They're supposed to burn Oh, that's what you were bringing up, that, like... The death ritual. Right, right, like, his soul is... His his soul is basically destroyed. Yeah, It, it, It can't go... They believe it needs to be released from the body through fire to ride with the ancestors. Um, that would be kind of cool if that's the afterlife. It's just kind of, at least for me, I like my family. So for me, if that was my afterlife and I got to part of my ancestors, it's just like a rented out VFW where people are drinking piss poor beer and smoking <laughs> cigarettes and fucking <laughs> my dad's playing Molly Hatchet to everyone's chagrin. Oh God! Good, oh no, no. We had a few family parties ruined because it became it became a running bit that my dad would always try to like sneak up to the DJ when it, they had a DJ now and again for like I think like one of my not my christening I want to remember that my communion did I ever get tell a you, DJ for your communion Did I ever kind tell you bullshit. my dad struck a child on my communion party No. Oh okay. Oh, you're gonna learn did a lot about it. Did they deserve it? Oh, they deserved it. Okay. Um. So. The, uh, the we don't be- condone the child be- violence. The Belmar Little League Hall. So it was my Catholic communion, so I was eight years old. 
uh, it was right next to my elementary school, which was being worked on that summer. So like the gym was like all, you know, closed off. Uh, we were playing around outside after my communion. I having just eaten my God, Jesus for the first time. (laughs) Perry's Jewish. So she doesn't get this stuff. You just kill I mean, innocent lambs and fucking put them on your door so you're... you're uh... I mean, it is weird that like you say a blessing and all of a sudden a fucking piece of wafer is the body of Christ. You know what's yeah. funny? I've actually pointed that out recently with the QAnon episode that like the fact that these people's idea of like the worst evil... Because it goes back to blood libel with like, you know... They're, the they're, Jews. Right. But <laughs> it's an evolution of that. Like they're eating the babies and drinking their blood. They're bad people. Anyway, on Sunday we're going to go... And eat metaphorically eat the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. But it's bad when they do it. Do you guys share the glass? I think we do. I have never, I don't know when they change it. I hope this. not now. I have never drank sacramental wine. When it comes to the blood of Christ, I am straight edge. Mm. So, where the fuck was it? Oh, yeah. So, uh, we were the playing around room. outside oh. and there were some bad kids. There was a bad kid family, the Ast Falks. Wow, you're really just putting them on blast, aren't you? Their names were the Ast Fox, and guess what? <laughs> they were a bunch of fucking Nazis. I I, I got oh. invited to a yeah, party. Yeah, put them on blast. I got invited to a party at this kid's house when I was 15 years old, and they had a cross burning in the backyard. I was 15. This is what happened in my hometown. Yikes. Yeah, it was it was weird. It was like a we, we were never close. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, these kids popped out of the place you weren't supposed to be playing, and they started bullying me and my cousins, and my fucking dad came out. He's like, get the fuck out of here, little blah, blah, blah. But they were bad kids, so they had no fear of adults. So, like, the kid, like, stepped to my dad, and my dad just fucking backhanded. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, God, I miss that man so much. It's pretty bad. Wherever you're at, Pop, I know you're partying with our ancestors. Anyway... Uh, returning to play. All right, so let's do the Theon. Uh, Theon. Theon. It's so like. Can we find a different name scheme so that all the? Sorry, it sounded. <laughs> somebody just drove by with a bad uh fucking serpentine belt, but it certainly sounded like a pterodactyl for a second. <laughs> or our cat. <laughs> No, it was definitely outside. See, I couldn't... You're closer to the window. Ah. Yeah, we're literally... I don't know if it picked up on the mic, but literally we just heard like... Outside the window. Wow, that's going to hurt your listeners' ears. Uh, you know, Port Richmond. It's all it's all Polish people and pterodactyls. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, every name is, like, so close to a Lord of the Rings name. Like, they all have very similar naming structures. Well, that's pretty common in, like... Like, uh, fantasy, anyway. Mm-hmm. They all have, like, kind of... I, I wonder what, like, the tropes are. Of, uh, we have that for, like, sci-fi, too. There's always a lot of X's and Z's. Like, not, like, Star Wars, but, you know, you think, like, Xylon, Xenu, Z- the entire Scientology yeah. thing. I wonder what the tropes are in different languages for I that. I don't know. Maybe because things like Robert's Rebellion sounds absolutely ridiculous and impossible to take seriously. Mm-hmm. Robert's Rebellion, really? Really? I mean... I prefer Isaac's Insurrection, if you ask me. Oh, God. But, uh, so, Too anyway. close to home right now. Mm. Uh, so, the entire thing was Theon. So, as we determined, he was taken by the Starks forever ago. 
like Ivan the Terrible, where they basically took on their people, killed a bunch of their... And in their surrender, they had to give up their son, who the Starks were very nice to, but, you know, killed his siblings. Yeah. He returns to try and seek alliance with his father, who is Greybeard? Balon Greyjoy. Balon Greyjoy. Again, you see how fucking close this is to everything else. Okay. Ba- uh, Belrog Greybeard. And, uh, oh yeah, so he gets off the boat with, with a very toothy horror. I don't know why that stood out to me. The fact they made a whole thing of like, you know, when you smile, don't show your teeth. Oh yeah. Wait, is that the same one who ends up in King's Landing? I don't think, wait, where does she end up in King's Landing? No, they both just look, the one who. They look uh, a little similar. You know who I'm talking about, right? Right. The one with the Meister. Yes, yes, yes. But, uh. Meister, I said that weird Meister. So he gets off the boat. He's trying to get back to his dad's place. And uh, a, a lady comes up on a horse and basically says, he bid me come bring you. And while riding, you know, the lady's riding, he's riding bitch on a horse, basically, behind. He's just, like, feeling her titty and fucking fingering her. Just like, r- really, really feeling himself. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I'm the son of, of Balon Greyjoy. I'm, I'm the shit. Uh, uh, there, there was a great line in there where he's like, you know. Tonight will be a night you tell your, your grandchildren. grandchildren about it. I don't think it'll be a story for children, McGovna. Um. <laughs> anyway, long story short, ah, oh, dude, <laughs> happens to the best of us, you fingered your sister. I'm yep. sorry. <laughs> After which Yara says, this will be a, a story I tell my grandchildren. Yep. Play fingering games, win fingering on horses' prizes. Uh, his dad basically gives him a bunch of shit with a cool line I like. They're they're make, <laughs> I love how they're making fun of his clothes because they're doing it in like ancient English, but they're pretty much like, yo, you dress like a bitch, wearing skirts and shit. You're my fucking kid. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. But he does make the great line like, did you did you buy that cloak with iron or with gold? Yeah. With the notion being, if you bought it with iron, that means you took what was yours, and yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing I got to give Balon while he's a fucking prick. Um, he doesn't have any gender issues and he lets Yara, like Yara is going to take over for him and going to be the commander of ships. And she's the one who's been sticking, who's been around and, you know. Iron Islands are pretty much like the San Francisco of that area. It's gray. There's a lot of water, but like the progressive. But basically, like, long story short, which was long already, um, Theon goes there to try to get Balon to side with Rob Stark. And he's basically like, I'm not going to side with the people who killed, killed your brothers. Killed your brothers. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to do this on my own and take over. And now I'm going to be king. And either you can join me or you could go back to the Starks. Right. And at first, he considers sending a letter, which we see him pensively writing. He writes a letter to Rob. Dear R-O-B-B. Yeah. And then he goes like, you know what? That is a stupid fucking name. And he burns it in the candle and is essentially rebaptized in the, I'm going to call it the Iron Sea, even though I don't think that's what it is. Um, yeah, it's the Pike. It's the Pike. It actually said that in the notes. So Theon has decided to join his birth family. And fuck the Starks. They made they made him dress like a lady. Um, okay. Which is kind of funny because this whole time his father has shown him no love and the Starks have. 
So yeah. it is kind of like a dick move. He, he does make the notion that, like, you know, you sent me away, yeah. you got rid of me, and now you dare to, you know... Judge me, and right. yeah. Um, so yeah, it, all in all, I think that's a dick move mm-hmm. for him to go back to his family. Okay, uh, we get some of the Tyrion and Cersei stuff. Tyrion exiles Slint, head of the Gold Cloaks. Oh, that dude. Right, yeah. That so other dude. Tyrion is very much taking care of, like, uh, he just flat out tells Business. him. That's right. And I told you after watching this, like, Tyrion is, fi- he's the first one for me. It's like, all right, Tyrion's my fucking boy. Mm-hmm. I like Tyrion. Yeah, no, Tyrion's great. And he just flat out tells the guy, like, yeah, you've betrayed several of the king's hands and I don't intend to be next. Bye-bye. Right. Um, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's follow that line. The king's, yeah. Because uh, I was going to say we're... What with Tyrion finding out who's who's spying for Cersei? For yes. Cersei. Tyrion has a great idea to find out who uh, he can't trust in the inner circle, so he tells three different men: Varys, Littlefinger, and the Maester. I the Maester. It's not Maester Aemon. That guy looks like a weird bearded. Pycelle. Version. Maester Pycelle. Maester Pycelle. Maester Pycelle looks a bit like uh, Wait, a, a bearded version of wrestling fans would remember Bobby the Brain Heenan, great announcer, and it's thrown me off every fucking time. Anyway, uh, basically Tyrion proposed to these three men we're going to sell off... What's the girl's name? Mars, I could do this. Do it. So um, he tells Pycelle that he's going to sell uh, Marcella to uh, the Martells in Dorne, um, who I think their sigil is a viper, um, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells um, Varys that he's marrying her off to... Um, Shit, now I forget. Uh, Varys. Well, we don't. We don't need the specifics. He's, right. he's gonna. He tells three different people that he wants to marry the girl to three different, you know, other families. Right. And Cersei finds out and gives him a bunch of shit, revealing to him which one to rattle him out. Well, and one is important because he tells little fi- little little finger. He tells little finger yeah, that little finger he's gonna Mr. sell Rouse. that he's gonna um marry Marcel to Robin Aaron. Um, because he knows she has a connection with Liza. Uh, he has a connection with Liza and, um, that ends up being important because Littlefinger gets real mad about that. Right. And Liza is the breastfeeding lady. Yes. Okay. Um, da, 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 ba, da, ba, da, ba. this is the sound man I make when I'm reading. Oh, so yeah. Uh, Cersei's not happy about any of this. She says like, you know, you're going to. Yeah, I, I, my daughter will not be sold the way I was to Robert Barathorn. Baratheon. Baratheon. And she says, like, you're not going to sell my daughter to someone in Dorne, mm. which gives away who's been Who spying. Was. Right. And uh, I think that's really it. Not to mention, like, and I don't think this is a spoiler, whoever tells, he's follow, he's plans, oh, Theon. He was going to sell her to Theon. That's why he told Varys. Right. Because the idea is, like, all of these strategies work, so whoever tells him, tells Cersei, this works out in my favor anyway. Oh, because now he has to follow through. Yes. Because Cersei knows. Exactly. So now Marcella is going to be married to someone in Dorne. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Um, Which we haven't been to Dorne yet. Right. Uh, just to wrap up real quick, the uh, fucking thing at, with Caster, whoever, Craster, um, he kicks all the Night Watchmen out, but not before Sam 
gives a sewing thing to the pregnant lady. Gilly. Gilly. And pretty you know, I'll be back for you. Wait, I'll be back for you. Okay, you will, you wish. <laughs> I think we can all agree my accents are getting better. Yeah. Anyway. They're fantastic. Um, the pirate guy. The pirate. Oh. Dragonstone. Yeah. Yes. And, oh yeah, there's a whole thing. Uh, there's also that like high priestess lady. Who's, uh, yeah, she's new, Melisandre. Melisandre, and she's fucking the king because his his wife gave him nothing but stillborns and girls, and uh, she gets fucked on what we, me and Barry both realized looked like a very pointy map. Yeah, with, it like, did not look comfortable. Of... But yeah, she he's his new thing when we meet him is he's worshiping the Lord of Light. And everyone's kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. And then we meet, what's his face? Um, uh, the Onion Knight. I can't remember his name. The Onion Knight? Yeah, that's his, that's his like nickname. Oh my god, I can't believe I can't remember his name. Um, you know, the one ha- uh, one-handed dude. Um, Davos, holy fuck, how did I forget that? How did you forget that made up fucking name in a cast? No, of he he like becomes a, a legitimate character. But da- he, we meet Davos, who is pretty much like on board with Stannis, regardless. Okay. Um, the final two points we meet Brienne. Mm, Brienne of Tarth. She's the best. Tell us all about it since you love her so. Um, so Brienne is this badass knight who um, beats Loras who is Renly's lover um, and also Renly's... Brother-in-law. Yeah, Renly. No. Well, yes, but uh, more specifically because he's married to her, his sister. Um, that makes him his brother-in-law. No, I know, but you could be a brother-in-law in a separate, in a different way. Loras could have been married. Oh, eh, okay. So, um, so, yeah, so he marries her, um, Marjorie. Um, so yeah, Brienne and, uh, Loras is fighting, are fighting, um, Brienne beats Loras, Renly says, I will give you whatever you want, and she asks to be, um, a knight of the Kingsguard, Mm. to which Loras is not happy, he obviously feels jealous and betrayed, and also is not thrilled since he's married to his sister. Right. Um, so yeah, so Brienne becomes, um, becomes Renly's, uh, Mm. one of Renly's, uh, seven- um guardsmen guards people things yeah and then the final segment with, that we left out is uh renly we, we get to see some hot hot bruised gay action and uh he you know uh prince of roses bounces and sends in his sister who immediately disrobes and renly can't get it up but she already knows. But she already knows. They're, they're, they're pragmatic. She even offers, like, you know, could I get my brother in to, like, start you off? And then, you know, you just, like, you know, throw it at me. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I could pretend to be my brother. So she's in. She just wants to be queen. Yeah. Again, these people are pragmatists. They realize it really is fucking weird when you think about it. Just, like... You learn all this in middle school of like, you know, the kings and queens and -and so-and-so is married to whoever. And you don't realize that so much of that pat when little girls are watching Disney and they're seeing the Disney prince, they're not realizing how much cum goes into the job. Well, and also like how much of it is strategy based, which you're reminded of when Tyrion is marrying Mm -hmm. Marcella off Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, well, she's a princess. She was born for this. Right. Like, well, she can never ascend to the throne. She's a girl. So marry her off to a lord. 
Father, Father, Prince Charming has come and wants to make me his bride. Too bad I've I've sold you to our worst enemies ever. Bye. Yeah, well, and the point of that is so they're no longer your enemies. Also, they're probably your cousin if this is Europe. That too. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I think that's everything. Okay, so... uh. We'll be back with episode. I like this three episode arc. That was uh-huh. that was actually really easy. Well, what do you think of the show so far? I'm getting more into it. Like I said, the fact that uh, Tyrion mm-hmm. is really like becoming who he is is really making me dig it. But um, honestly, I if I had watched the show from the start, I could tell you exactly what my viewing patterns would have been. I would have watched three episodes. I would have said fuck this like it's it's fine but fuck this and then once people got into it enough i would have gone back and watched all of it because as of right now like i'm watching one episode after the other and i still don't know who the i know who these people are i can't remember pardon me i can't remember anyone's names anyone's family aside from king's landing and winterfell and the fucking name i intentionally misremember castle rock i don't know the names of any of this shit and you had the benefit of me telling you all of this exactly but i think i told you like i watched into like like maybe into uh pterodactyl's coming by again like season two episode three and by then i was just like i am not into this and then i like kind of found out what was going on after and then by the time season eight came around i was like you know what i want to watch season eight live um Catherine had told me enough mm. and I was like yeah I'm gonna go through this and then I got into it because I knew what I was getting into I knew some of the characters who get killed off and like right let, let me put it this way when it comes to long-term show watching I think the worst thing that can happen is you feel like you're wasting your time I I don't feel like I'm wasting my time Walking Dead I wasted my fucking time caring about anybody sons of anarchy i wasted my fucking time caring about any of them and i wasn't even gonna hate on that i was just gonna say like i can understand that um at the same time i feel like and we've discussed this about lord of the rings um and even star wars uh there's something to be said about having um a world built and not just like Mm -hmm. watching one little aspect of it right um so and that's like the cool thing about the clone wars too is it's like giving you more about the world so if you like existing in that i think it it can be really good right and that was part of my thing everyone after game of thrones was like really upset and i was like what do i want to do i just started it right over again Mm -hmm. because i liked being in that world and there you go yeah all right we'll be back uh to you guys we'll be back in four seconds with uh episodes four through six of the Clone Wars we're talking about, right? Yeah. All right, we'll be back with the Clone Wars. Bye. Bye. Game, Game of Thrones. Oh, God. Game, Game of Thrones. I thought you'd do Game of Thrones. I don't like doing the double. Uh-uh. Oh, my little Jeffrey one. My Jeffrey one. Fucking blonde dickhead. Guys, hi. We're back. I'm bumping against other guitars that you don't need to know about. You definitely thought that song through. For sure. I I did, yeah. There's certain songs that I just love, like, putting whatever dumb thing to. And my Sharona. You'll recall when COVID started, I wanted to do my Corona, only to find out that 30 other hats had beat me to it. So, A real original Jesse Dram over here. That's right. One in a million and a half. Uh, tell them about 
what 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 episodes did we watch? Two, season two. Three, four, five. Four, five, six. Four, five, six. Why are you asking me then? Uh, if you give know, me hand. that'll learn you. That was my hand. Ow. Yeah, you deserve that. <laughs> so let's uh, go into. Whoa, that's a fancy background on your my computer. notes. Is that I only bought the computer for the background. It's a terrible computer. Actually, it's not bad. I really like the uh, Lenovo. Whatever this is. Better than your first one. Yeah, the first one. Guys, I bought a new computer and then I... It was like, oh, this looks pretty good. And then I checked out the webcam and it looked like a 2004 flip phone. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So, I got a little better with the notes this time. We're just going to go down by region these last few episodes. King's Landing. Should we say the name of the episodes? I don't remember the names Me of the neither. episodes. So let's one is uh, Ghost of Hall, which one, is a big one. One is Garden of Bones. And then there's another one in there somewhere. Pretty good. Rise of the Thrickenthrax. We got two out of three. All right. So in King's Landing, uh, Joffrey holds a crossbow to Sansa for Rob winning on the battlefield, which, uh, Perry, you, of course, know because I do this to you every time your dad annoys me. So. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you really can never listen to this. No, that, that's a joke, David. Um, wow. Just calling his name out and everything. I want to call him Dave, but he insists I call him David. I, I don't know what his deal is. Well, you wouldn't like Jess. I wouldn't mind being called Jess. Eh, you don't like Jess. I, I, I don't mind it. Mm. I don't know. The name, it's... I don't like Jesse, so come on. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. Uh, Tyrion comes in and saves her. We get a lot of great shit with Tyrion and Joffrey this episode. Yeah. Um, Tyrion confers with... I think that's the last time we see Varys. Wait. Varys. Is it Varys that Varys. he talks about getting the... Well, no, I mean, was it Varys he talks to uh, getting him some hose? Oh. Or was that Littlefinger? Well, he talks to Littlefinger. Wait. To get Joffrey some bitches. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ladies. You're the worst. Of the um, afternoon. I'd say evening, but I'm pretty sure it was daytime. I think he spoke to um, Littlefinger. Okay. It would make I sense. He, he would procure them. And uh, so, yeah, Tyrion decides, like, any good uncle would... That Joffrey's got a little bit of frustration. Yeah. And uh, Tyrion goes... Uh, Tyrion. Joffrey goes all fet life on them. Yeah, he gets a little... A, a lot wackadoo. It's pretty scary, actually. Because yeah. it, it changes from like him being a little bitch to like, oh my god, he's a sadist. Yeah, it's very scary. You think you're going in for a light spanking and then you're getting a fucking door knocker up the wazoo. It's not good. Did we see the end of that what? situation? Where she's like smacking, they're, they're smacking her with the, the brass pole. Okay. I think there's more eventually that we might okay. have well, we, seen. Okay, well, we didn't get to that then. Uh, later we see, oh yeah, so later we see Tyrion wander into a public dragging on Joffrey, which felt a lot like a lame open mic to me. S- Just everybody like, you know. Does not Joffrey be orange man bad? Like, that's that's what open mics have been the last four years. I could just see them be about Joffrey. I don't think I get it. Uh, in, in comedy, the joke for the last four years was Trump and all the hack was, you know, orange, oh, orange man bad. I guess it doesn't... It, I didn't realize you were talking about Trump because you were saying Joffrey. Well, it's because he wanders in on everyone talking shit on Joffrey and it feels mm. like an open mic because he's just Got like, it. you know... We're hungry, and he, yeah. you know, beats women, and it doesn't get any applause, but, oh well. Uh, later, a commoner throws dirt at Joffrey, and a riot breaks out, 
I my it's, favorite. It's is it dirt or is it poop? It, it might, might be cow be poop. poop. That's no. He specifically said a, a cow pie. There so. you go. Yeah. And I love how he gets a little like you know. Yeah, I am a king, and we should do as I say. And then Tyrion just like no, he's straight up like him. kill them all, kill them all. They get to that. Uh, no, he says that there. Yeah, he says kill yeah. them all, and then Tyrion slaps him. Yes. Because of course Joffrey is the cause of all the trouble here. And uh, Sansa gets taken by some people where she's going to have a not good time. Some men. They try to, like, rape her and kill her. Yeah. And who shows up but old melty face hound and uh, tears people's guts out through their dick holes. I told you. As they deserve. As they deserve. I like the hound. I'm waiting for a big, like, I'm waiting for, in wrestling, there's uh, faces, which are the good guys, and heels, which are the bad guys. I'm waiting for a big face turn from the Hound. Mm. As I said, he's a complicated character. Yeah. Um, so Tyrion is being sneaky. He gives three different people different information about marrying off Cersei's daughter, Marcella. The three people being Littlefinger and... I think we already went over this, didn't we? No, we didn't. Oh, I felt like we did because we were trying to think of the three places that she went. We were trying to figure that out while we were watching the show. Really? No, I I've, really think I have, we did this on a podcast. I've only been writing these. These notes are all I only started for this one. Okay. But uh, so, yeah, we discovered who the snitch is and the snitch is the guy. He looks like Bobby Heenan, the wrestler to me. Um, Meister Picel. Meister Picel, the, the guy who's faking being old and decrepit. So, so, so Marcella's going off to Dorne because Mar- uh, Picel... Told, uh, told Cersei, that's how you could tell. Yeah. And, uh, oh, Tyrion also gets Lancel under his finger, because he's been fucking his cousin, Cersei. And we find out the Pyromancer is making a shit ton of something called Wildfire. Yeah. Is that going to be a big thing? It's going to be a big thing. A couple of times. Okay. It's uh, bright green. Nice. Sansa learns about class struggle as Shay tends to her wounds. Yeah. I found that funny. That, you know, they don't even know me, but they don't like me. <laughs> Your horses eat better. Than they than their children yeah. do, my dear. She telling her like it is. She's gonna she's gonna go off and be like a college lesbian and be like a big activist. Is that is that Sansa's? Yeah, that's that's about what Sansa's happens. <laughs> season three. Sansa gets into Evergreen and just becomes <laughs> very annoying a family holiday. Oh God! Didn't you just say the other day you almost went to Evergreen? Well, I applied and I got in. You just didn't go. I didn't go. That's right. Because I got into my top choice. You're better than him. Nice. Um, Marcella is sent away to Dorne, and Cersei threatens Tyrion that she will kill any woman he loves. Shay is not making it out of this season. That is my prediction. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Shay is not living long, no matter mm. what. I yeah. Don't know. So, from there, we go to Karth. Karth, uh, they say the doors. Oh, and Karth. just going back to that, like, that, that, that specific line she says of, like, like, I can't wait till you fall in love but so I can, like, you can watch me, like, kill your, the person you love. Like, she says that multiple times. Yeah. yeah like, it comes up. Like, that becomes a theme. Uh, Cersei, like a broken record. Sure. I get it. You'll yeah. kill whoever I love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, outside of the doors of Karth, it is referred to as a Garden of Bones. Hence the name. Which I believe was a gardening-themed gay club in Center City for a good time. And I said that'd be our wedding. Garden of Bones? <laughs> yeah. I like that. It's a, you guys know I have an adorable uh, bunny rabbit. His caricature is the icon for the mascot for this podcast. I said I want to get a tattoo of him on my calf standing atop a pile of bones. Because 
he's a little too cute. You're a dork. Because I'm a dork, but also (laughs) I want a tattoo of my bunny, and it looks like if it were just a cartoon drawing of him, it would look like a Lisa Frank sticker. Oh, God. You're going to have tattoos of bunnies, and I'm going to have tattoos of cats. Perfect. Jesus. That's right. Uh, That's our, our house sigil. No tattoos of Jesus. We agreed on that. <laughs> um, I also had the dumb note of uh, Garden of Bones. Like, yeah, I'm going to grow a femur. And the orbitals are blooming early this year. That, that was dumb. Oh, God. You know that was dumb. And yet you still read it. Of course. Karth is bawling. Like, as opposed to other... The other cities we've seen have been very medieval and kind of shitty. And Karth looks like Greece. What's the richest city? Exactly. Well... It's full of free people. They all think they're like the top shit city. So I wasn't sure going in. Yeah. Well, Spice Islands, I think, tend to be on the richer side anyway because they right. trade spices. They're a port city. Yep. Uh, a giant dude named Zara, who is wealthy, offers marriage to Daenerys. The one black dude the in the show. The one dude so far. I am mourning him already. Yeah. Um, she learns for the first time that Rob Baratheon is dead. A spooky lady in a mask that I don't know is ever revealed to us warns Jara about something. I really like that mask. And then someone kills a bunch of... Jara. Jora? Oh, Jora. Whatever. I don't know. No, I got confused because I thought... I thought you have a crush I thought you were talking about someone else. That's why I got confused. And someone kills a bunch of Dothraki and steals the dragons. Bummer. Yeah, well, and um, it's pretty crazy that, like, Daenerys only now finds out about Robert... Because right. we're, like, so far away from that at this point. Which, again, I like when they do that in these, like... Fantasy movies are all period piece because they're all, like, you know... Right. There's magic and shit, but nobody figured out gunpowder. Right. Gotcha. Um, well, and it shows how disconnected she is from the rest of... Re- She's on from the Westeros, side of the Narrow she, Sea. She just thinks everyone in Westeros is going to fall to her when, when she comes and... Uh-huh. I, I, I do like that idea that she does, uh, the, the Spice King gives her some bullshit. Like, oh, you're, you're going to retake your throne. When did you have it? Well, I've never been there. Like, so you're just taking it. It wasn't yours. Like, yeah, I haven't been there since I was a baby. And they just like, you really see a lot of the class struggle. Like, I'm going to go there and those peasants are going to be like, yeah, okay. And she just thinks these people give her ships and she's like, I am the mother of dragons. And it's like, your dragons are like the size of my thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really not like steal them later buying anyway. that right now. Um, so that's, but the dragons, it's really sad when they get stolen because they are like very much crying. Like they're separated from their mother. Right. Our, our cat cries like that <laughs> when you won't let her in the room. Oh my God. I got so pissed at her today when I was working. Yeah. Did you hear me? Oh yeah. I, I was you. like, you need to stop it. <laughs> I had to count. I had to fucking fix those footnotes. Uh, here, why don't you read the next chunk? Um, okay. So, uh, oh God, I have to like decipher your notes. Okay. So we're in Winterfell now and Theon has, um, well, Theon, Theon's men don't believe in him. That's a weird well, that happens before he gets to Winterfell, mm. where he tries to command him. They're like, fuck you, pussy. And then he partners up with the dad from the, the Vivich. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, he... So, and Bran uh, Stark, while well, he's in Winterfell, he's the little lord right now. And he wants to um, send troops to help a nearby village that's under siege. Um which stands out now. It seemed like a random, like, oh, okay, they're showing him taking care of business, but it also kind of sets up why they're so vulnerable. Right. Exactly. Um, and Bran has dreams of the ocean taking over Winterfell, um, which ends up being a thing when uh, Theon, who of is the from Islands. the Iron Islands of 
salt and iron or whatever, uh, he comes in and takes over um, Winterfell, declares himself the Lord of Winterfell, um, kills Sir Roderick. That was horrifying. Yeah, I have him in my notes as twisty beard guy. He wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't taking no bullshit. I actually do like he looks to Bram and he's like, I'll be with your father tonight. Well, and I said, like, what's crazy is, like, you almost forget Theon grew up here and he grew mm-hmm. up in the Lord's house and they all know him. him. Yeah. They all love him. And here he is coming in, like, disrespecting them. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells the Meister to, like, get out of his way. Like, yeah, he's really terrible. Um, so, real quick, on that notion of, you know, I'll, I'll be with your father tonight. So you die and the literal Christian heaven is true. Like harps, angels, clouds, the whole bit. After you get judged and you get in and they move the velvet rope and you go into heaven, what's the first three things you do? Who's the first three people you see? Jeez, I've never really thought about Do you have three in your head? I'm going to go. Like uh, I could just say who, whoever I want or like people in my life. Uh, do, it, do, do, do a mix. It has to be at least one family member. It has to be at least one famous person. Okay. Famous person, Bowie. Bowie. Bowie's a big one. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt, for me. In um, fact, I'd want to introduce Bowie and Roosevelt. I hope they've met already up there. My stepdad, who died this coming up this Saturday, four years ago. Yeah. Uh, my dad, obviously. Okay, and then who's the third? A pet? Oh, a pet? Um, I'd say Tobin. Yeah, Tobin the cat that you Tobin have tattooed Tobin my cat, on your leg. yeah. Um... Well, neither of my bunnies, because they're not dead yet, and they'll live But Abby died. Abby died. Abby will be hiding from me. Yeah. Um, Her heaven is away from everyone else. Yeah, this was, this. we were very sad when this rabbit died, and then after a week, Perry looks at me, he's like, you know, it's sad she died. I don't think she really liked it here. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't like, a fan this, of being living. You mean this house? Like, no, life. Yeah, she, she wasn't a fan of living life. at all. Um... Lucy. I would cry mm. my eyes out if I saw my childhood dog. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so Osha is trying to save herself, it seems, and um, seduces Theon. Oh, wait. She's not actually trying to save herself. She's trying to save little Lord Bran mm. and Rickon. Um, so she seduces Theo. Theon. Theo. Theon. He falls asleep. He go- She goes and kills a guard after... Tr- Pretending to seduce him. And then her, uh, Rickon, Bran, and Hodor all leave Winterfell under the darkness of night. Nice. Uh, so in other start, we don't get a whole lot from Jon Snow these three episodes. Jon joins the Rangers, almost kills a redhead wildling lately. Egret. Egret. who you inform me is like his real life wife. wife. Yep. Good on him. Uh, that, that's the only thing. Well, you know, I'll get that in a second. He doesn't, but gets separated from his men hesitating. She runs away. He chases her, and they end up cuddling together for warmth. Uh, number one, I hate in these shows, like, if somebody's even mildly attractive, you immediately know, like, oh, this is a character. Like, of course he's not going to be able to cut off her hair. She's hot. Her hair. Her, <laughs> her head. head. And She's two, it bums me out. This is just one of those things that, unfortunately, you can only be so realistic. Everybody in this show has pearly white just came from the dentist's teeth and it's starting to annoy me interesting ned definitely did not he didn't uh, he didn't have like veneers but they weren't like it just uh, ned, i don't think ned had great teeth no i don't think so we will look into ned's teeth and we will report back um 
Oh, someone has blown the horn three times, which indicates White Walkers. I'm curious if you're going to like Egret, because I've watched this twice through, mm-hmm. and I still am lukewarm at best with See. her. But that's not the the consensus. Everyone loves her. So, okay. we'll see. We'll see what you think. Um, on to Arya. Arya, I can't remember the Gendry. fucking name. Gendry. It's a stupid name in my defense. Arya and Gendry are almost, almost tortured with a hot rat in a bucket that gets tied to your stomach. And then the rat gets hot. And then the rat claws. Its oh, my God. <laughs> oh, it freaks me out. Like, there's some pretty gnarly deaths. This one's not even, like, it's they don't even show anything it's just like thinking about it right. is horrible and she does it and the tickler is doing it right Ugh, that's even cre- makes it even creepier um tywin stops just as gendry is about to get it he immediately recognizes Arya is a girl and makes her his cupbearer bearer of cups yes now that she's a girl again Arya begins brushing her hair well i do funny. think it's crazy that he just takes her in He's just like, yep, here's a random girl, let me... Part of me thinks he knows she's a Stark. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. That's possible. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, now that she's a girl again, starts cutting her hair. She sees the three prisoners she saved, who are soldiers. The main one says he owes her three deaths. Jockin. F- He's gonna yeah. be a thing. She chooses first the torturer, the tickler, who ends up thrown off a balcony. Littlefinger comes to visit Tywin at one point, which scares the shit out of Arya because he knows she's a Stark. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to be recognized, but she overhears their plan against the Starks. And Littlefinger keeps trying to, like, notice without... Yeah. Like, like he's definitely, like, suspicious. Right. It's not like he's going through that, that cup of wine like nothing's up. Right. Um, Tywin and Arya bond over daddy issues. Somewhere in there, it's mentioned Jamie is dyslexic. Is that ever going to pay off, or is that just a weird little... No, that's just a weird... Okay. Uh, she steals a letter from Tywin that regards what's to be done to her brother Rob. A soldier catches her with it and is going to ratchet her out to Tywin, but the soldier intervenes and hands Arya her second debted life. Yeah, and it's pretty great how he does it because... Oh, yeah, he does it with a fucking blow the guy just And the guy it. just opens, it, opens the door my and Lord. there's Tywin yes. and he just falls over. No, he doesn't even say my lord. He's just mm-hmm. like standing there and just like... Yeah. <laughs> And then finally, Rob and Catelyn and the Baratheons, a.k.a. the rest. Um, Littlefinger offers to parlay Samsa and Arya for Jamie. He returns Ned's bones. That's, that's courteous of him. He's not all bad. If I die somewhere, would you want them to return my bones? I mean... And then you can make a garden yeah. of the bones. Call back! I mean, if I don't have to pay for shipping, I'm that's in. That's good podcasting. Yeah, well, it would be a courtesy. Yeah, all right, I'll take, I'll take you it. You can't charge a widow for her husband's I'll bones. I'll take it. Hmm. Why not? Would you do anything witchy with my bones? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Better. That's why you better be good in this life. I will. I'm okay. You're okay. You could be better. I'm better than We could all be better. Some. I'm uh, better than some. The older Baratheon knocks up his high priestess with a goddamn smoke demon baby that comes and murders Renly. I mean, she said she'd give him a son. Uh, that's that's a heck of a son. I mean, I want a son, but if it's a little demon smoke baby, I'm going to consider adoption. Are you? What would you do with the little poor demon baby smoke baby? I mean, 
I just don't know. Are you going to, like, phronus it up and, like, eat them or something? Yes. Well, see, the problem is we've already agreed we will not baptize our kids, but if it's a demon smoke baby... Okay, then I might... Just for precautions. You know what? We're baptizing and circumcising. Like, we're throwing all the religions into that thing. If it's a demon smoke baby, we can baptize, we can circumcise. But if it's a demon smoke baby, that means maybe Judaism does not exist. Because there's not many demons in Judaism. There's... Well... Golems aren't yeah. demons. Yep. They're just uh, something. Anyway. Oh, uh, so because Brienne and Catelyn were with Renly when he gets killed, everybody immediately assumes it's Brienne. They escape together, and Brienne pledges loyalty to Catelyn and to avenge Rob. Renly. Who, Renly, whatever. Everybody needs to be told repeatedly in this, like, you can't do anything now, don't be... No, I have to stay and die! Like, shut up. C- come with me and kill him later. You will not get your revenge now. Yeah. Uh, Renly's wife is wearing a ridiculous ice cream cone <laughs> dress. Fucking Marjorie. While speaking highfalutin royal English. Oh, God. Which, <laughs> dost thou wish to count, conquer the Game of Thrones? Also, hot nuts and fudge, would you like? <laughs> like, literally, this isn't like, oh, it kind of, no, she looks like an ice cream cone. Oh, yeah. Um, and she wants to be queen. We haven't had ice cream in a minute. No, because it's winter. I, I'm just saying... Ice cream ladies go. Um, but she she tell you miss the whole part where like Littlefinger comes to talk to her and she's like, I want. He's like, you want to be a queen, don't you? And she's like, I want to be the queen. Right. Because remember, Littlefinger then goes back to King's Landing and tells them that. Mm. Or no, he goes to Tywin. That's what he's talking to Tywin about. Okay. He's talking to Tywin okay. about Marjorie. Um, Marjorie marrying Joffrey. Mm. Because, um, because it's, it, you know, it would obviously help them yeah. to be allies. Because it would bring the, well, wait, where does she come from again? I was going to say they would bring the Baratheons back into the fold, but she's not Baratheon. She comes from Highgarden. Uh-huh. And I believe they, like, supply them, like, a lot. Of, like, they supply King's Landing with the food and stuff, if I remember correctly. And they also, like, rebelled against the Mad King. So, like, they know that, like... Like, uh, the Lannisters know that, like, obviously she doesn't support the Targaryens and their claim. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, there's like a couple reasons, but we'll we'll meet more of the the um, uh, not the Martells. Oh God, can't remember the Tyrells. We'll meet Tyrell. more of the Tyrells. Yeah, I hate all these fucking names. Yeah, and then finally. Rob is interested in a cute field nurse who jokes about being a spy, meaning she is almost certainly a fucking spy. And, babe, I know you think you're a good liar sometimes. I know I, I nailed this one. Okay. Good. All right, we'll see. All right, we'll see. Let the record show he does this often, and he's often wrong. You overpronounce the word often. Sorry? You should be. Often. Often. I can't say shit. I always say often. Yeah. I read the dictionary. I'm so, I'm sorry I see a letter and yeah. say it. I read the dictionary as a child. I'm a lonely boy. I say February. Oh, God. That's bad. Yeah. That's not even correct. That's how it's spelled. I know that's how it's spelled. But often is how you say it. But February is not how you say it. There's no such thing as a silent R. Is there? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, in February. Anyway, well, we'll return back tomorrow. <laughs> Right now it's Tuesday. Tomorrow will be Wednesday. And we'll uh, do that. Okay, bye. See ya. And we're back for episodes 7, 8, and 9. With me, as always, is my fiance. She is engaged to me. 
engaged to be w- 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 married. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, not that much longer after that. Yeah. Uh, Perry. <laughs> Perry Lerner. What's up? Hey, what's up, Jesse Duran? Uh, episodes 7, 8, and 9. I'm getting bored of this show. Hmm. I wonder if it's going to pick back up for you or not. I told you, we have to get to a certain threshold. And after that, if you're... If- is it not close? No, 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 no. That's just keep, keep talking. Don't acknowledge anything I'm doing. If I'm moving a microphone closer, pay no attention to that man behind the camera. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I told you we have to get to a certain episode, which is quite a bit away. Uh-huh. But if you're not hooked by then, like I don't know. I mean, we should keep going for the mm. sake of the podcast, but I don't know if I'm gonna get you hooked. You said when you first watched the show, you actually dipped out. After season two for a bit, right? I dipped out in the middle of season two. Um, and then... And then I came... Like I said, I came back to it to, like, catch up to season eight. And um took me a couple times to get into it. Yeah. It did. Um, but then, I don't know, something clicked all of a sudden. I think after rewatching it... Because, you know, you, like... That's the type of show where you get to a certain point... Where if you stop watching it, you have to start over again. You can't, like, remember where you were. I'm watching them one after the other, and I remember almost nothing. It's so fucking annoying. Yeah, so I think after, like, a couple of rewatches, I didn't need to, like, learn who the characters were again and where their story was, and that's Uh kind of when I was able to get past my hump. Right. See, I'm worried this is going to take the route of another HBO show, which would be The Wire. Now, The Wire was awesome. The problem is, every season, they added, like, 25 new fucking characters. Now, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. The last season, though, knowing it was the last season going in, like, was a little goddamn unnecessary. Irony? I couldn't get into The Wire either. Well, that's a... But you don't... We, we might do The Wire episodes just after Game of Thrones. Just, like, keep on our I'm HBO down. Max hit. I told you I went to Six Feet Under, too. That's right. But, um, I don't think, and I could be wrong, but I don't remember that happening too much after season six, even. But I really think once you get to season four or five, like, you're not getting that many new characters okay. every episode. Okay. That's why I think you, like, hit a stride where, like, because that's why I said, remember, the sh- uh, like, the show refocuses who the main characters are. Right. So, so you get, you get more nuance in the characters, I would say. Okay. Um. Alright, let's go down our notes from episodes sure. 7, 8, and 9. This is going to be a mix-up here and there. Uh, my first note, Theon got ghosted, wakes up to an empty bed. Oh yeah, you can have water. Sorry, now I'm the one acknowledging things happening off mic. So yeah, Theon wakes up, he is all pissed off that uh, Osha and Hodor and the two boys have gotten away, and he makes a whole little bitch fit over it. Ugh, he's the worst. Yeah, fuck Theon. They're all the worst. There's so many the worst here. Mm-hmm. And let me see, I should have put my notes in order, but I did not. Uh, they track them down through walnut trails, though they can't actually find the... The boys, like they would like to. <laughs> Where the boys are. I'm not killing time. What? Uh, long story short, Theon ends up killing the two orphan boys that uh, we have seen 
fuck. What's the kid's name? The first the, the got pushed out the window and started all this shit. Bran. 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 Short for Brandon. Short for Raisin. Yes. Short me. for Brandon because I think that's also might be Ned's brother's name maybe. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we see Bran earlier uh, settling a dispute with one of the townsfolk, and he sends them two orphans. While Theon kills the orphans, burns their bodies, and then hangs them up in Winterfell as a warning to the others, claiming it to be Bran and Rikikio. Yeah. But they have actually snuck back and are hiding in the tombs yeah. in Winterfell. Yep. So, that's pretty much it for Theon. Fuck Theon. Nobody likes Theon. Oh, and his sister gets mad. Because his sister was like, you shouldn't have killed them, now we have no leverage. Right. So now, like, Theon, like, fucked things up with the Starks, and he's on the shit list again with his family. Oh, and because, we'll get to more with Rob, but when Rob gets word of it, he is flat out, like, tell all the people, tell all of the Iron Sea folk who invaded Winterfell, they can leave now with no issue whatsoever, Theon is dead no matter fucking what. Yeah. He, he does a little bit of a diss track to him. Uh, my next note here, we go back to John and Egret, which uh, my note is Jon Snow is a virgin prude and Egret is taunting him with dirty talk. Yeah. Just like, hey, would you like to get up in my guts now? You're a little sissy. You'd rather watch a rock. <laughs> Uh, oh, I also, anyone who knows the the meme, I have uh, the virgin Jon Snow versus the Chad Tyrion. Tyrion all over the, you know, god of wine and tits and Jon, you know. Ew, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go protect the world. No time, missus. And that's when Eager at first says, you know nothing, Jon Snow, which becomes a whole thing. Mm, she gives him shit saying, you're not really free and, you know, have you ever considered these are our lands and you're the conquering terror? Like, you, you were such and such. Like, this has always been our area. You put up the wall and said we weren't allowed anymore. Um, quit being a bitch and try freedom. Yeah. And pretty much she ends up luring him into... Uh, an a, ambush. A, 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 yes, an ambush. By the other, and now she is the one leading him by the wire. And who is the other guy? They got Pretty much all the people are, like, missing or dead who are after him, right? Right, right. Yeah, because they found them. Yeah. How, how does that little storyline end in that episode? I don't remember now. I think it just ends with him being captured, no? And the guy, I, I the guy was going to tell him there was another crow that they caught. Right. But I think they're just prisoners right now, aren't they? I'm pretty sure. Okay, you might be it. I think. Um, yes, I think that's it for those. Uh, back at Karth... So, oh, God. So, we, fucking Karth. Oh, that was not in the last episode at all. Oh, yeah. No, the, last epi- the last episode we just watched was nothing but the Siege of yeah. King's Landing. So, back at Karth, uh, if you recall, Daenerys' dragons were taken. We find out who took the dragons. It's Zara. Fucking dickhead. Zara and that creepy dude. Yeah, Zara and, and the creepy dude who looks like... He looks like an alien. He, he, funny you say that. I was going to say he looks like Snoke from the terrible... There you go. ...new Star oh. Wars trilogy. Ah, uh, yeah, talk about other failures of pop culture. But, uh, yeah, so they kill the rest of the Council of Thirteen, and Jorah comes out of nowhere and kills the creepy guy, but there's, like, five of him wandering around, so. Yeah. And, actually, another Star Wars thing, he just kind of collapses into a pile of clothes, like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, and he was trying to get her to leave. And to leave the dragons. Right. She, she has to stay because they're my babies and they love me. Yeah. Well, and she can't have kids. 
That's right. Yeah, yeah. Her insides are like cinders and yeah. shit now. Um, yeah, I think that's as far as we got on that. We saw we had yeah. the return of creepy mask woman oh, who yeah. talks to Jura. Looks uncomfy. It does look uncomfy. It looks fucking cool though. Yeah, it's very unsettling to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and an interesting moment. Uh, Tywin and Arya. Tywin calls her out for saying, "My lord." He says, "If you're going to pretend to be a commoner, they ref- they say." My lord, if you're going to fake it so. Yeah, so he knows she's highborn. Right. Um, Arya. Fuck, what happens with that whole thing, Tywin and them? They head out. Well, Arya, Arya sees the note from Rob, about Rob. Right. So she takes it and runs, and then she runs into uh the one of the uh king tywin's guards and mm-hmm. he's like i'm gonna go tell tywin so she quick finds jackin who owes her a death and he kills him i thought we already got that yeah we're already past that are we yeah i uh, the thing i was referring to Arya runs away she starts, well like, no no but Arya also goes back to the guy and basically asks him to kill someone maybe tywin i don't know and then she's like okay kill yourself yeah that's it she asks him to kill her himself but and he's like, no, unname me, and she's like, I'll only unname you if you help me and my friends escape. Right. Okay. So we've only seen them begin to gear up for that. Yes. Which is confusing because he was no Tywin's been already headed out. That's yeah, his own Ty- thing. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh yeah. It's still in my notes here. Egret was teasing John about having his boner. Oh yeah. Oh, that's so back. far before. It, it is far before, but that's a, we 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 don't need to get into that. But I just. Remember being like uh, a, a teenager and being like, that must be weird for women. Like, they're just kind of getting poked from all angles. Like, the, you, you, have you seen Moonrise Kingdom? Yeah. Not my favorite, Wes Anderson. I know. But, like, the scene where they're dancing on the beach and then they kiss and they hug and then she's just like, it's hard. He's like, yeah, sorry about that. Do you mind? And just like, how weird that must be. Just one day, just. I, I go back to high school dances where it's like, well, high school, middle school dances. Where it's like, uh oh, Casey and JoJo's playing. Uh, here, come here and hug me in place, and just like, fucking Rod bumping against you. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. All right, well, let me let me help you. No, I'm. Let me help you. Oh God. Remember, I hope I can remember how to play this, huh? Fuck. No, I don't remember it, but. Uh... What were you trying to do? I will never find another lover more precious than you. Oh, God. More precious than you. And I will... And then, you know, just like boners rubbing. Yeah, boners rubbing. Weird times. Anyway, this is a Game of Thrones episode. Uh, Fuck, I can skip... Sansa has PTSD from her rape attempt. She has also become a lady... And, uh, ladies, ladies with the bleedings on the beds, yeah. She has begun her menses. Shay tries to help her cover up, like a dog chewing up a used tampon from a trash can. The hound. Oh, good one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I'll give you that. I smell blood. Here oh, I am. God. Uh, okay, Cersei tells Sansa her own experience that Robert was never around when she had children. Yeah, because the hound hand delivers Sansa to Cersei. Yes. Uh, Ridiculous considering the events that follow. Yes. Uh, she does give Sansa that she gives Sansa the warning. Joffrey will be a shit husband and tells her the more people you love, the weaker you are. Love no one but your children. 
Um, Jamie, got Jamie and his cousin. Uh, oh, yeah. He lures him in with like, you know, you were my squire once. Oh, if I could only be a squire that's once. The worst, I, that's the worst part about this where I said you really learned a lot about Jamie. I don't think that was his intention. I really think he acted on opportunity. I really think he was like bonding with this guy and enjoying himself. And I think when he was like saying like, it wasn't clear to me until now. I think there's a way that we can escape. I don't think it dawned on him until then. No, I think it, nope. it, it's so. I, I'm going by the the actor movement and the camera movement of him getting reeled in a little bit. Like, what you remember me from that day? I don't day? think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I yeah. think it just shows like what a psychopath he can be. True, and and I guess you know film grammar doesn't necessarily tie into intention. Like he could still be being lured in without the guy realizing he's reeling him in. There's another scene we're gonna debate with something similar. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling. Um. So, oh God. Well, fucking. So Jamie kills that guy, and then when the guard comes in, he kills the guard, and then... He's a card stark. A card stark, you know this thing. He's a card shark. He's a card And, uh... So, yeah, he escapes there, they catch him, and everyone's like, let's just kill this fucking idiot. And the father card stark, same way, like, I want his head. And Catelyn intervenes, be like, no... Yeah, this is where I turn hard on Catelyn. Is this is like not a good move? Is this like every show of the era where is this where Catelyn becomes like the Skylar White of Westeros, where everyone's just like, man, fuck that bitch. Um, I don't think so. I think it kind of blows over in a couple episodes, well, if I remember correctly. I mean, it gets uh, worse because what Catelyn does is after doesn't even really make sense. He just kind of shit talks her a little bit, and she's like, "Okay, I'll let you go," and sends Brienne out to take care of him and we we see them maneuver a little bit as a matter of fact when we get to the end of the battle that we just saw i actually thought the people on the horses were not tywin's men and uh the 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 marjorie's people yeah renley's former people i honestly thought jamie had made it back and they just skipped a bunch of shit which would have made sense i mean especially when they come in on uh cersei and her son right 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 so, but yeah, Catelyn cuts him loose and Rob's just like, what the fuck? Everybody's about to revolt. So he has his own mother locked up and she deserves it. Every little bit. I mean, she is, and we discussed something similar about this earlier. She is acting on instinct as a mother. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I mean, it's not like there's there's something not at stake for her. Like, mm-hmm. she makes a good point. No, only, I have five children and only one is free. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also get a little scene of Cersei and Tyrion talking about how Joffrey sucks. Cersei believes his wickedness is punishment for their incest. Yeah, best as I can think, that brings us up to the episode we just watched. So that would be all of seven and eight. This one, we get the whole battle. We have the battle of the Blackwater. Yes, which is obviously King's Landing and Joffrey and Tyrion, the Lannisters, and, uh, Stannis. Stannis, Stannis Baratheon. Older brother, last surviving Baratheon brother. Yes. BBB. Yes. And we get some lead up to this where Varys pretty much straight up tells Tyrion, like, this guy is in bed with some, like, demon shit. I, he would be the worst person to take the throne. I think, Tyrion, you're the only man that'll get us through today. Yeah, and we also get some build up about the weapon that they use. Yes, that's right. We had seen something of Wildfire. That was actually in the last episode that we, uh recorded the yeah. last recorded episode and and um 
he says he's making it for Cersei, and then mm. Tyrion's like, well, you know what? Stop making it for Cersei. Start making it for me. Mm. And it turns out to pay off in this episode. That's right. Well, first off, it's very important to note that Joffrey is putting on a thing of like, I'm, I will lead you into battle. And as he's about to go out, he shows Sansa his sword, which he has dubbed Heart Eater. Heart Eater. So dumb. Yeah, that, so dumb. That's very like <laughs> I I could see Joffrey really in, in a regular world the character of Joffrey having a big emo phase right oh, now. God. Like I have Ugh. named him Heart Eater. What's the worst that I can say? He's emo. He's also a sadist. Yeah, he's a little emo sadist bitch. Yeah. Just like every the worst combination. Yep. I think that's like a lot of emo guys. I knew a lot of emo guys. They're like, I'm so sad and full of myself. Also, here, drink this. No, I didn't put anything in it. Like those yeah, scumbags. Yeah, that's true. Um, Sansa says, yeah, he'll live. The worst always do. Which actually comes into, I read uh, Kurt Vonnegut's Bluebeard this week. Oh, right. And there's a whole thing in that about survivor's guilt. Because the main character is one of the, is the child of survivors of the Armenian genocide and apparently a quote his father said numerous times was before praising a survivor ask what they must have done to survive wow yeah go read Vonnegut everyone so uh, uh, there's a weird Tyrion Joffrey the hound and Lancel who's on first routine like you know hound tell Tyrion it's like oh yeah Lancel Lancel tell the hound to tell yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. They're speaking to each other through their people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, when the ships arrive, they're very puzzled that there's only one ship in the harbor they Stannis's can see. Stannis' people. Yeah, Stannis' people. They're confused there's only one ship in the harbor. As is Joffrey. As is Joffrey. Like, Tyrion has not clued in anybody except who's who's his fucking dude? Um, Bronn. Bronn. Bronn's cool. I'm liking yeah, Bronn. You're gonna, yeah. Uh, Bron actually has a little bit of a showdown with uh, the Hound, Bron Brown Hound. Uh, <laughs> don't want to go down that Bron Hound. <laughs> and but they they they're about to like fuck each other up, and then you know the horn the bells toll. Uh, so bells. yeah, the fire, the ship basically goes through the harbor, leaking wildfire into the water. Stannis's men don't notice until they're too far and they're surrounded in it. Tyrion throws the fucking thing and then Bronn fires a fiery arrow. Fires a fiery. <laughs> Is it clear? I don't write it. Fires a. F- he flames a firing arrow and it blows up half the fucking ships right yeah. there. And I'm pretty sure Davos is dead because I like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So well, we'll see. He was the hand to stand. Hey, hey, I am still waiting for Arya's fucking sword. If they didn't die on camera, they're not necessarily dead. <laughs> yep. That is a good point. Yeah. Uh, um, so a whole thing happens. Fucking the hound gets some PTSD. Yeah, he does not like the fire because he his face was forced into the fire as a child. Yeah, by his dickhead brother. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, he ends up making partnership with the only other person we've seen have PTSD who he saved oh, from that. Oh, yes, interesting. Sansa. Point. Yeah, she yeah, is. Yeah, because he's like, I'm not doing this. He's like, fuck the army. Like, yeah, fuck the army, fuck, fuck King's Landing, fuck, fuck the, the king. king. And then mm. and stomps uh, off. Yeah, stomps off. He later runs into Sansa, and they decide to run away together because pretty much he just says like, "Listen, 
everyone you're involved with are killers. Your brother and father are killers. Your future husband are killers. I'm the only person here who will not hurt you. Yeah. I won't hurt you, little bird. Little bird. Um, and we, uh, well, I'll let you go because I don't know what you're going to say next. Um, so we, we get to see before Sansa retreats to her room, okay, that's she's with, name. she's with, they're with all the women, all the hen in a little hens in a little room where the executioner is watching over them, which will be revealed that if the walls are, uh, entered, whatever, if, if, if Stannis's men get in and take over, he is to kill all the women, the noble women so that they cannot be taken. So Cersei's drinking wine and becomes like <laughs> bitter wine ant. Yeah. Cersei, just like... Yeah, she's not having a good time. Yeah, flat out telling Sansa, like, you think this is bad. Let me tell you what, you little shit. You don't, <laughs> you go you give the best years of your life to a fat fuck and then a boar kills him. How you like that? You feel better now with your red fucking hair? You're so cute. You remind me when I still had promise. That was a long time ago. My brother's cute, don't you think? You, um... That's... The the last episode or the one of the last episodes is probably the only time you see Cersei kind of be nice, feel be sympathetic towards Sansa because then it turns into this. Well, especially now that she's run away, I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, let's see. The Hound hates fire. Um. Oh, after Joffrey is called back to, uh, yeah, Lancel tells Cersei that they have breached the gates. She says, yeah. "Bring Joffrey back here." And he's a little pussy-ass, pussy-motherfucker. Lan- Lancel's actually a stand-up guy in that moment. It was like, he's... Like, that's the first time you see Lancel be, like, a real man, where he's like, this is bringing morale. He mm-hmm. should be out there. It, it really does highlight the whole uh, contradiction that Cersei wanted nothing more than for Joffrey to be king, but doesn't want him to take any of the danger yep. or daring do necessary to lead. Yeah, which, like, shouldn't Robert have just stayed king then? Yeah. Because this could have been Joffrey's life, too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just hanging out. But, uh, so he runs back. And the men pretty much quit fighting. So Tyrion decides to, you know, suit the fuck up and give a great speech. Where it pretty much tells the men, like, listen, don't fight for me. Don't fight for Joffrey. Don't fight for honor. Don't fight for King's Landing. Fight for your homes, because it'll be your gold they steal, your lives they take, your children they'll kill, and your women they'll rape. There are brave men at those doors. Let's go fucking kill them. Yeah, that's it. I might have added a fucking. Yeah, I you did, because he says it a little more casually. Mm. That's what lands the joke. Right. Those are brave <laughs> men out there. Let's go kill them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what they do is they break out some grates in the side of King's Landing and oh yeah that's the other great line like let's they're at the, they're in front of us let's go around behind them and fuck them up the ass yeah that he does say if there's one thing I'm really a fan of it's uh never mind no, I, I, I'm don't not gonna say go into it that. Uh, yeah we can talk later um he ends up kicking ass and like cause they're like about to knock the door down and he just goes and cuts off a dude's fucking leg and then stabs him in the face which led me to a fun fact. Um, I have actually found this out before. If you are an amputee actor, an actor you know, missing an arm or a leg, for those of you who don't know what an amputee is, uh, the, I've heard said that the biggest roles they ever get is as some kind of stunts in battle scenes. 
and zombie movies. Makes sense. Yes. And I was watching Dawn of the Dead earlier, and I remember there's just a few people with just, like, blatantly missing arms and legs and shit. What about um, the guy in Arrested Development? Some people... We can't all... We can't all be J. Walter Weatherman. That's it, J. Walter Weatherman. Um, you know what? I'm I'm going to pause for three seconds, because if I can find out that J. Walter Weatherman was in a zombie movie or a Game of Thrones, it'll all be worth it. (laughs) Okay, no, we cannot all be J. Walter Weatherman because he has not been in any uh, zombie movies or battle films. Then again, though, I think those things are more like people who have stumps, whereas, like, he lost his entire, like, from the shoulder down. And that's why you always leave a note. Um, (laughs) So, ooh, okay. Um, Out there on the battlefield, it still continues. Um... Out of nowhere, oh, uh, when Joffrey leaves, he tells the king's guard, a specific guard, to, like, you know, fight for me in my honor and carry the banner, etc. On the battlefield, he turns and slashes Tyrion on the cheek, like, to attack him. And then your boy, Podrick, what does uh, he do? Pod, he comes up and kills him. Stabs him in the, in the face, from, from behind. From behind. Like, right through the fucking cerebellum and out, out the old peepers yep. there. Um, and then, as he's on his side, Tyrion, he sees all of a sudden Tywin and his men cutting people down. That's right, yes. Tywin and his men show up out of nowhere. Um, and while that's happening, Cersei's about to poison Tom- Tommen. Listen, Tommen, it's, it, it's a bad world out there. We're, we're lions. We're lions, We're lions, mental cubs. And lions drink their juice like the mommy does. Yes, and right as she's about to poison him, Tywin bursts in and is like, mm. we've won. And she right. drops the vial and mm. shatters it. And we see Marjorie's brother, the, the, Sir the, the, the Rose. Yes, That's the right. Rose Prince. The Rose Prince. So pretty much it looks like now, uh, now that the other Baratheons... Fa- uh, the Baratheon who was killed by the demon baby, it seems his troops have aligned with the Lannisters... And Marjorie is going to, they're going to try to wet her to Joffrey. Right. So M- Meaning this, Sansa is less important than ever. To true. So, so the Tyrells are officially involved, and I'll just do a quick roundup of as of how we got here. Renly dies. Marjorie still wants to be queen. Littlefinger's like, I can make this happen. Meets with Tywin. And um, this is basically how he does it. We'll, we'll you know, join They'll join forces with you if if Marjorie can be queen. And here we set the putch into motion, I would say. There you go. I, I, I would say the episodes, even if you don't care, I'll say the episodes start to get more interesting from here on out. Mm. But uh, it's hard when they spend so much time building a world. Yeah, like, I actually, I, I really enjoy the last episode, the fact that we only, I hope it goes more to that where, like, just, guys, give me two fucking storylines an episode. I don't think it'll get to two, but it will be, like, maybe three. They're, they okay. definitely start to, like, hone in. Because certain characters are going to start to come together. And then, they, you know, they're not going to all be separate storylines. Mm-hmm. Right now, no one's really, like, merged together yet. Well, well, speaking of merged together, we forgot the one detail I forgot. Which is Rob, uh, Rob Stark and that bitch-ass, spy-ass bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Like they 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 have sex, and I I forget what she That's she, right. she said something very specific that maybe again she's like this fucking spy. 
Well, the specific I know is he says, I don't want to marry the Frey girl. And she's like, I don't want you to marry the Frey girl. Nobody wants to marry the Frey girl. But if you'll remember, he still promised to the Freys. That's how he could get the bridge. Poor Frey girl, plain and tall. They still haven't crossed that bridge. Mm. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. I thought, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's where we are. And we shall be back. All right. See ya. Really? Really? (laughs) Hi guys, excuse us for a second, we were having a different conversation. So the difference between hot-wifing and cuckolding is cuckolding, you're getting off on the embarrassment. You're getting off on like, oh, he's fucking my wife in a way I never ever could. Whereas hot-wifing is still somebody else fucking your wife. But it's like, man, she looks so hot. She looks like a porn star. So it's literally the same exact action, but with different motivations. And you probably don't suck the jism out after with hot wifing. Guys, this is the Game of Thrones. <laughs> Kill your gods. Game of Thrones podcast. Sorry, we were having a uh, important discussion before this. Yeah. I don't even remember why that came up. Uh, because I said, uh, hot wife. Oh, that's right. And that's right. Hot wife. And I said, like, do you know what difference between hot wife and Pretty much she was not asking for any of this information. Not at all. But I am a people pleaser, so I wanted to give everything I could. So, baby, we have finished up season two of Game of Thrones, and I still don't really care for it. Yeah, um... I'm curious if we're going to get you there, but we did read on something that this was the considered to be the third worst season. Yes, when we looked up the ranking of the seasons, I believe it, it was, was season five. Four. I thought it was season four. No, first. five. Okay. Five, eight, because remember you, I even guessed that. It's five, eight. Oh, and you're going from worst to best. Oh, yeah. I was going from best to worst, and best was four, I believe. Oh. It, was like, it was like four, three, one? I don't know. I don't remember. All I remember is the last three were five eight four or five eight two, which I think is a good sign of what's to come. Because okay, if you don't like one of the like better seasons, I'm like, yeah, you're just not gonna like it. But like, but like you're 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 not quite at like what would be considered the peak of the show. Right, and you said even uh, you had read a review of season two where it pretty much said like, oh, it was in it feels like ranking. yeah, it feels like a lead up to the Battle of Blackwater, right? Which yeah, um, which it is. and by the time you're you get to five and eight, you'll be invested enough that if it's a bad season, you're not gonna care as much, you know? Right, but. So. All right, so these people, to us, we're starting brand new. They've been listening to this for an hour and a half already. So, let's get into it. Uh, Joffrey sets aside Santa to mar- Sansa to marry Marjorie Tyrell's an ally with the Tyrell family. So, yeah, bye-bye Sansa. And initially she's like, fuck yeah, I don't need to marry that guy. And then Littlefinger, who's just been like given a major castle... Is like uh, yeah, Harrenhal. Yeah, it was like oh, he, he's not your wife. He's still gonna be yeah. You're still gonna be his whore. You're not leaving here. Bye. Fucking little finger. I'm liking him less. I, I respected his gumption at first, but uh, less and less. Good. I'm glad to hear that actually. Good. 
He reminds me of my friend Ian, who the little bit of Game of Thrones I've watched, I have watched with him. So yeah, when you've you he is eh, no Marjorie truly is an opportunist. Littlefinger, he's he's working all sides here. I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but she's fucking Joffrey, so fuck her. <laughs> um, so otherwise, we have uh, Tyrion. Fears for his and Shay's safety after Tywin is named Hand of the King. That is probably the saddest thing for me. Well, he's not named. He comes back and reclaims. Right. True, true. But uh, the fact that Tyrion had this great moment where even Varys says... Varys or Varys? Varys. Varys. I was right and I doubted. Even fucking Pinhead says that... uh, (laughs) Cue ball there. Says, like, you know, there are many people who will remember that you saved the kingdom this day, but it will not be in any of the history books and you will get no titles. Yeah. So, as a matter of fact, he even wakes up in a shitty room with, like, the guy he had locked up looking over him. Yeah. And uh, Shay tries to get him to run away and he oh, says Oh, I just no. want him to run away with her. Like I said, I felt like this was the most against Tyrion's character. Because knowing how much danger she's in, particularly now that he's lost all of his political stroke, I think he would do his best to get her out. Okay, I mean, without, like, giving anything away, let me just say that 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 storyline is not done. I'm sure it's not. Like... She survived the season, so I was wrong about that. Well, and that's not even what I mean. Like, Tyrion does... Act within his character, like that. That action is exp- is dealt with, I okay. guess you could okay. say. Okay. Um, Melisandre gives Stannis a new hope. Yeah, Stannis is pretty. Stan- Wait, Fucking you, Stannis. You and I talked about this where he's like, "I killed my brother," and yeah, you, you said like, "It's kind of weird that he cares." Like, oh well, no, no, no. He <laughs> he killed his brother for a prophecy and a throne before. But now he's not getting any of those things, so he's like, oh, I killed my brother. Yeah. No, he uh, mm. he done fucked up. He sucks. We, we have a similar thing later in the episode. Who is the guy at the Stark place, the older fella? Me- Meister Lewin. Meister Lewin. We, we have like, oh, he's being pretty nice to Theon. And it's like, oh, that's because he knows he didn't kill Bram and Riccio or whatever the fuck. Rickon. Riccio. And... And, but, and it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, But at the same time, he's like, oh... I thought you killed the children I cared about. You just killed Rick. To- Get over here, you big lug. I almost got mad at you. Well, I, th- I mean, I know you're like acting like, you know, coy. But I think the idea is that like, it's not even that like, oh, you just killed these other children. I think it's like, no, like clearly you're capable of killing, killing, but you can't bring yourself to kill the people you grew up around even though you forsake all of this right that's what i took away from that um my one of my favorite things of the entire episode is when theon gives that great rally cry speech like you know we're surrounded we're gonna go out there you know what let's go fuck them up i haven't had a good fucking in weeks and everybody is all you know (laughs) and then the dad from the bitch hits him (laughs) in the back of the head and they seal put a bag over his head now i got confused because i 100% 100% thought like, oh, they're going to go turn him into whoever's surrounding the place and they'll go home because of Rob's uh, decree. Well, like I said, I don't remember what happens, but I do know that storyline is not done. I know the storyline's not done, but that action would not make sense if they then burn down all of Winterfell. Like, you can't imagine mercy if you burn down the entire fucking place. True. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll... Mm-hmm. 
We'll see, because that might come yeah. into. Uh, so we see them. Us. They come out and they see Meister Lewin dead, and they dying, dying, and they continue to walk. And you made the point of uh, the juxtaposition between Osha. Oh and yeah, Dion. yeah. Well, and Osha kills Lewin like he, she mercy kills him, yeah. which also goes to show um, the difference between them. But. You know, Theon and Osha, granted, Theon was there, was captive, quote unquote, longer. But like him and Osha were both taken by the Starks. And like, you know, he grew up or like with Ned pretty much acting as his father. And this was his family. And like he just feels no loyalty to them. And Osha is like willing to like risk her life to protect. And rent out her vagina. Yeah, well. That's the one. Yeah, that's not new. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, she clearly feels uh, more compassion and uh, loyalty to this family than Theon did. And he's a fucking coward. There is a. I'm going to pull it up. That's the thing. He probably didn't even burn the children. Someone else probably did. Yeah, he probably found He probably ordered some. Thought, thought this was convenient. Or like ordered someone to do it. Remember, he couldn't swing the sword? That's right. That's right. So I'm actually a little curious. There was a, I forget where I heard about it. Somebody had mentioned the play by Harold Pinter, The Homecoming, as a, uh, as a great example of like, so obviously we're living in a time where we're really examining power dynamics between men and women. Right. And this is a play, I think written in like the 50s or 60s, that uh, was really, especially for its time, was really like acknowledging the different, but still strong power of women. And that's what kind of the play is about. And a a lot of what we see in Game of Thrones, the men get by with like cunning and betrayal, but the women, you know, have their own wiles, even if they're a little more personal as far as like seduction and whatnot. I don't know. Just an interesting thing. Yeah, no, I'm looking at you because there's like some, there's things I want to say, but like, I'm saying women get things by being sluts and they get rewarded for it while men did divorce court and, well, if you notice, Danny is the she pretty much. It was just Drogo who she was sold to, but now she she was like, "No, I'm not going to be with Zara," and you could tell she's kind of going to be on her her own. Yeah, and she came around to call Drogo too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. When she pulled that quest of fire shit and be like, you know, you look in my eyes when you fuck. Me. Yeah. Like, yep. Okay. Uh. So, it's not in the order of this, but I didn't write this. So, uh, Daenerys' entire plot. Yeah. She, uh, in looking for her dragons, they end up at, like, the spooky magic tower. The House of the Undying. The House of the Undying, which I said reminds me, like, oh, this is like Luke in the cave in Dagobah, where, like, he has to, you know, see himself in the Darth Vader costume and be like, what? Yep. So, Daenerys sees the Iron Throne, but... Walks away from it. Sees the Iron Throne with uh, ashes, surrounded by ashes. That's what the stuff I, falling I on. I chose to look at it as confetti, but I am mm. not as depressed as you are. So. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, from there, she finds the direct... Well, she, what she finds is called Drogo and uh, her baby. Yeah. So we get to see Jason Momoa again. Last time. Um. Oh, don't see this is this is the little things where you're ruining stuff for me. Wait, really? You ruin little stuff when you say we have fucking zombies. Anything can happen. Oh, well, not to mention there, there is one character in this where you were like, "Oh, don't worry, she'll be fine. We see her forever and ever." Like 
in a show where anybody can get their throat slit at any moment, it is kind of a, a of a spoiler to say. You're actually Sansa. You're actually getting the whole thing wrong because I know what part you said I spoiled for you, and you don't even fucking remember the part. So clearly, it's fine. Like I said, I just know that Sansa could get her throat cut at any. I moment. didn't say anything about Sansa. But that being said, you you even said that you didn't think Jason Momoa was on was like on it for that long or like you I already knew, were messing. I knew he didn't make it to the end because again, having never watched this before, I don't really know things about it. But having been alive at the time where it was the peak of pop culture, like yes, I know, I know, I've seen Cersei on so many fucking things, and I know she's gonna last. Okay, well, heads up: the fact that Jason Momoa is not in this anymore doesn't fucking ruin anything. Okay. You're good. By the way, we were talking about Jason Momoa, and I pointed out to her that like it's weird when you see like these big buff dudes. Is that they're either there's two kinds of big buff dudes, and I think once you know the difference, you can tell. There are guys who have always been big buff dudes like Brock Lesnar, whereas Jason Momoa was quite a delicate little twink, and you would have never seen this coming. So now I will show to Perry, if you guys just want to look up young Jason Momoa so you can take part in this reveal, here is a young shirtless Jason Momoa on Baywatch at 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. But, like, still buff. Still buff. He's he's sleeker, but you would not think... You would not think that that guy, he looks like, yeah, no, that's he looks crazy. like a fucking drummer in at the drive-in. And you no, would think he, that he would then be like He looks that. like he'd be in like Sugar Ray. I think that might be a weird thing on my part where anybody who's like slightly Hispanic or Polynesian looking and they're skinny. I'm like, sure. At the drive-in. We'll yeah. call it a weird thing. Yeah, we'll call it a weird thing that I don't need to examine myself on at all whatsoever. Savage Dothrakis. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep, it, keep it. What? Up. What the hell do you want me to? Oh, I'll just I, I ruin know, where. I'll just ruin where plots for you. I guess. Brienne kills Stark soldiers after they recognize Jamie. Yeah, I don't like anything with the Jamie plot. Still, I I don't think it makes sense for Catelyn to have done that. You're you're giving away your only fucking leverage to get your daughters back. Right, but I already explained. We maybe that was off, Mike. That I explained to you, like. I was kind of like, well, I can get why um, in the books um, all the characters are written younger. And I get Uh why, like, Catelyn would think she has, like, she knows better than her 17-year-old son. Right, because Rob is also younger in the books. And here's the thing. Here's the other thing. Catelyn knows, like, Catelyn knows how Rob feels about her and that he doesn't think that she should, like, knows what she's doing. So she probably would just, like, in a panic is like, nope, I'm going to show you I know how to do it. You know what I mean? Like, she's not thinking rationally. As we discussed, she has five children. One of them is Frey. Yeah, well. It was, I'm not saying... Game of Thrones. I'm not defending the move. I'm defending the character. That it does make sense for the character. But the, the parts where the show loses me a lot is when I feel like it is just forced conflict and a character does something that doesn't make any sense. And that's what that feels like to me. That feels like somebody who has otherwise had a pretty decent head on her shoulder suddenly goes like, it would be good for the plot if Jamie went back to King's Landing. I guess, but you'll like, you'll see a lot of characters end up making mistakes that like yeah. get explained. That's the thing about... See, that, that, that's another thing. Keep in mind, this podcast started as taking down a much beloved author that I could never get into. And as such, because I'm not a huge Game of Thrones fans, I have no problem saying George R. R. Martin is a little fat guy in a conductor's hat and maybe not that great. Is 
David Foster Wallace a much beloved author or is he a much beloved author amongst his fans? He is a much beloved author amongst his fans and English majors and pretty much every writer jerks off to him because it's every every male writer. Well, every woman writer and never mind, I'll stop right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, oh yeah, going on from Catelyn. Rob decides not to marry Frey and marry bitch-ass, spy-ass Talisa instead. Talisa, that's her name. Yeah, I wouldn't know it if I wasn't reading it. Um, Oh, so, having left Khal Drago and her baby, and Khal Drago even talks to her like, maybe this is a dream, maybe I told the Sky Mustang to go fuck himself and waited for you. And she leaves them, you know, her family, It goes, finds her dragons, we see Spooky Dude again, who changed oh, them yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Two of them. Two of them. That's right. Changed them up like, you know, our, our, our magic has returned when they returned. And they strongest around you, and our magic is strongest around them. Again, this is something, like, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. The whole, like, you know, I, I hate to say it, the, the dream house of magic mirrors doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Because just like, you know. You will be chained here with your babies forever, and we've tricked you into this and bent over backwards to figure this out, are and we do be- Dragons breathing fire? I could not have predicted this! <laughs> well, I-, I will say that it is, uh, it is a dumb plot, and, like, we don't really revisit this after we leave Karth. Um, but, uh, control is, like, what is important there, is that she's actually able to control- when they breathe fire. Right. And what did she say? Dracarys? Uh, Dracarys. Dracarys. In a part I really fucking like, they then take revenge on Zara, who they catch in bed mm. with her handmaiden. They open up his tomb, and much like Al Capone's vault and uh, Al Capone's vault, they find there was nothing in there after all, and then they fucking... Oh, what, what's the... Is it Murders in the Room Morgue where he, he gets bricked up in the basement to die? Oh, I don't know. Tomb of something? Point is, they lock him and the handmaiden in to just fucking starve to death. Because the handmaiden totally bet on the wrong horse. Yeah, that's you, you, you bet on bet on the wrong hog. Um, so, yeah, and then Daenerys, what, do they go somewhere from... Oh, yeah, they just start sacking they the start, city. Well, and they start, like, planning to... Yeah, they take his folds and, yeah, get the ships. And so they're going to... They're going to sail off. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Arya, Fat Kid, and Gendry escape. Uh, you explain this because there's so many fucking things here. Just say what happens. Um, well, they basically... There's there's a lot of things. I feel like they basically... Like, Jacken helps them escape. And then um, Arya... Wait, what happens? Then Arya asks to go. Well, he has like a magic face suddenly. Yeah, but, well, that's, I know it ends there, but I was trying to think uh, what he, happens. He gives her a coin. Saying, right, and he's like, he's like, yeah, give this to anyone you know from Bravos, um, and they'll help you find me. Um, all you have to do is say Valar Morgolis. <laughs> Valar Morgolis. Valar Morgolis. Yeah, you'll hear it a lot. There's there's another thing that goes with it that we'll I, get. I prefer calling Cindy, we'll get there. Cindy Margolis. Ha, ta, 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 ta. But the, the the best joke in 1997, oh right here on the Kill Your Gods podcast. Um, <laughs> but Bravos is the free city, which we've heard talked about, and that's where her 
That's the key, too. That's where her dance instructor was from. The swordsman. Yes. The one who we never saw killed and is going to show up and fucking be the... He- What's the guy's name? The dance instructor? Serio. Serio. My bet. Serio will be on the Iron Throne by the end of this fucking thing. Maybe they'll find him in Bravos. Or... Um, oh, God. Oh, what I'm it- excited. Oh, God. Um... Hey, listen, what the, the classic rule of wrestling is the opposite for everywhere else. In wrestling, if they show it to you, it's fake. If they don't show it to you, it's real. Again, something I learned watching a lot of these types of shows, particularly that are long and multiple cast, if you don't see a fucking body, they are not dead. Oh my god, there's some times where like they, they really fuck with the casting and you don't realize someone is the same character. Yeah, that kind of weird. I, the that, only thing yeah. I going into this, actually, when they showed Khal Drago for a second, I thought, that doesn't look as much like Jason Momoa. And then they came in on the close-up. Yeah. But obviously the mountain gets famously recast. Several times. Right. Um, But yeah, that, that does... Uh, oh, but speaking of recast, yeah, so the dude has like a different face when he looks at her. Mm-hmm. Um... So, yeah, so they, they depart. Mm-hmm. Also, something I didn't realize, uh, Arya and Gendry's little fat boyfriend. Gendry. Gendry. You know what the little fat boyfriend's name is? What? Hot Pie. Remember when I said he's, like, all about baking and shit, too, and he talks about making bread and stuff? Mm-hmm. Maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, no matter what the plot is, no matter what the genre, you can bet there's a little hungry fat boy in there. So- I think it was Brian Posehn, he actually made the joke, like, I would want to remake Passion of the Christ, only like just put like a little fat kid in there, like eating. I need chocolate for energy. Whip. <laughs> oh, is this a hip hop album? Or are you gonna blow the bong right into the fucking microphone? Yeah. Yeah, get this. Shit. Smoke weed every day. Smoke weed every day. Uh, okay, wrapping this up. Back in the the Northlands, the Winterlands. Oh, um, north of the wall. North of the wall. Yeah. Uh, so the Northlands. <laughs> Jon Snow gets in a fight. I didn't understand any of this. Jon Snow got in a fight with the other crow, and they're like, "Yeah, let him duke it the fuck out." And he kills the guy, and then they, all right, Jon Snow's cool now and cut his uh, ties. Well, um, Egret convinces that because Egret does obviously she likes Jon. She doesn't want him to be killed, so she's trying to keep him alive, right? So she's like, "He killed this guy, like." Bring him to Mance Raider and let him decide. Cause, mm. Probably because Egret knows she can talk Mance Raider into keeping him around. Egret is a, is a harsh dom who has gotten off, gotten off on edging and sexually terrorizing <laughs> Jon Snow. And we all know it's only fun if there's eventually release. And she's well, not going to jerk him off in front of all of these people. Also, the other thing with Mance Raider, which this factors into it, don't forget, he used to be a crow. That's so right. he might be impressed by a crow who is willing to turn on so, another crow. You know what's funny? That's the second time you said, like, don't forget he used to be a crow. And my response is, don't worry, I can't forget something I didn't remember in the first place. Because I had no idea what the fuck you were talking about. But okay. I kept on that. I put it together. I just didn't remember any reference to this guy before. Yeah. No, they've said his name several times. That's why I try to point out uh, to you when they're saying something that. There's just so much happening. And I don't want to believe I'm dumb. And the my defense mechanism is this show's dumb. You're not. You're not dumb at all. But I do sometimes think that like you choose not to hear me when I point something out. Yeah, that's that, that's very nice, Penny, or whatever your name is. Yeah. Um, 
And finally, uh, everyone's favorite little fat boy, Sam. Aw, Sam. Not to be confused with Sam Wise Gam Jay. Everyone's other favorite little uh, Sam- stupid fat hobbit. <laughs> Sam Tarley. Um, Sam is a good chubby kid name, which is funny because the Sam we know is not anything. Are you referring to my Sam? I'm referring to your Sam. Yeah, he's, he's a little skinny boy. Um, What's that? Nothing, nothing. Uh, but yeah, so they hear the horns go off and, you know, white walkers. And of course they all run away. But Sam, lovable fat guy, has to trip, almost fall into poop, which they were going to make a fire with. Yeah. And uh, hides behind a rock. And we get our first view of the white walkers. And as I told you, the uh, special effects definitely get better as the show goes on. Their budget for sure increases. I actually kind of like that. When that happens in shows, like, uh, the only one, the only one I don't like it as much was Walking Dead, which again, is a terrible show. That that show is an abusive relationship that, like, drags you back in, like, nah, baby, I'll be good again, and then, like, ah, now it's the fucking, uh, Negan show for five seasons. Um, I forgot what the fuck I was saying. I don't know either, but that's a oh, di- but j- just just another show where I actually felt like, the special effects started out much better when you can do... Most zombie movies are better when you only have to deal with, like, 50 zombies. And then once they get into, like, they need an entire city, the quality goes down, the fear goes down. Yeah. Entirely. Interesting. So. Well, um, as I said, I think the show creators meant to make... Um, the White Walkers as an allegory for climate change. Because if I'm remembering correctly, the White Walkers are not as prominent in the books. Okay. I don't even know if they're named White Walkers. <clears throat> that might be a TV show creation. I don't have my phone on me, so I can't back that up. Um, but Or not creation, but they might have like... They might have had their level raised a little bit. Yeah. Um... I'm trying to, no, I'm just trying to think of where to go from that. Um, but yeah, I really feel like, I really feel like if you're not in it by like the end of season three, the rest is probably going to be a drag for you. And I'm going to be stuck with it no matter what. Yep. Because I started, once I turn into a fucking podcast, I'm just stuck with it forever. But that being said, it'll be at the very least, it'll be like Infinite Jest. Where, like, there are parts of it you like. There are parts of it you don't like. Like, I don't think you'll just be like, this is horrible the whole time, you mm-hmm. know? So, after having looked it up, uh, George R. R. Martin confirmed that, yes, they are an allegory for climate change. Oh, that was George R. R. Martin. Yes, because he even says, it's kind of ironic. When I started writing Game of Thrones all the way back in 91, long before anybody was talking about climate change... But the people in Westeros are fighting their individual battles over power, status, and wealth. And those are so distracting them that they're ignoring the threat of winter is coming, which has the potential to destroy all of them and to destroy their world. Yep. So. Was I right, though, that the White Walkers were a bigger thing in in the show? I am not seeing that because I'm not really looking. I'm okay. also distracted by an ad at the bottom showing Lily from AT&T dressed up as the Ultimate Warrior. 
I don't know who that is. Who you know who either of those people are? No. I'll give you just a fun quick thing. Ultimate Warrior was a professional wrestler. He had a falling out with WWE. He was huge. Had a falling out with WWE. Was gone for 20 years. Finally, he came back WrestleMania weekend. What happened was Friday night, he appeared at the Hall of Fame. Saturday night, he appeared at some big show. Sunday night, he appeared at WrestleMania. Monday, he appeared in the middle of Monday Night Raw and gave a speech about how when a man breathes his final breath, he his life will live on and the people he has affected and then died of a fucking heart attack five hours later. It is like astonishing. Like, if somebody wrote that in a movie, they'd say, that's fucking ridiculous. What are you talking about? Okay. Guys, look up the Ultimate Warrior. It's fucking crazy. He so was also a big homophobe. Lily from AT and T is just like she's like the flow of AT and T, but uh, she's kind of hot, and people are making a way big deal over it. Ah, uh. yeah. So speaking, well, I guess it doesn't have to be kind of hot. I talked about one of the things we wanted to do, which is now that we're exiting uh, season two, is our favorite characters. Oh. Oh, yes. Yeah. I confused in my head for a second. Like, wait, I didn't say hottest characters. I said favorite characters. <laughs> Who, who's a hottie and who's a naughty in King's Landing? <laughs> Cersei was spotted in a atrocious one piece. So, favorite characters as of this season. As of this season. I mean, Jorah's forever favorite. Jorah. But he's I mean, like he the, he's the over, you know what, none, Daenerys's, I will just say Daenerys's um, plot in general in this episode, or in this season is not my favorite. It gets a lot better. Yeah, she got, she got very sidelined. I'm kind of okay with it, just with a thought that probably like, she more than any other probably needs to kind of like come into her own. Yeah. So she she needs some wins. We need to see her conquer some things. Yep, exactly. Um, Rob probably was one of my favorites in the beginning, but I feel like by the end he's just like stupid, like marrying her, like yeah, and all that. Like that he's blatant fucking spy. He's he's stupid. Um, hmm. You asked for favorites. Yeah. So Tyrion. Yeah. Tyrion tends to be a solid favorite for me. Um. I'm trying to think. It's so well, hard. Those... No one's like, oh, Brienne. Well, those are, you already hit your three. I said three favorite, and you said Rob. No, I was saying that he wasn't my favorite. Uh... I would say Brienne. And that's why I was going with Daenerys' storyline is like Jorah's not really on. Mm. Like, he's not my favorite in this season because there's not yeah, a ton he's, going he's on. He's an overall favorite, but not in this season. Um, come back to me about my third. Okay. You go. Uh, Tyrion, number one. Yeah. Tyrion had a great battlefield moment. Um, like I said, I think it was a little out of character to not try to protect Shay, especially knowing that he has no more influence in King's Landing. Uh, so we got Tyrion. Joffrey has to be an easy worst. Oh, yeah. Uh, Solid worst. Yeah. Which I, I don't think that's surprising to anyone because he, yeah, he's just a shithead. Um, Theon is also a least favorite of mine. Theon has to be a least favorite of mine. Uh, the other and my least favorite is Catelyn. Because just fuck Catelyn. Catelyn, Catelyn as a character just kind of shit the bed and became, again, what I think, a different character for a lot of this season. Like, really just became a pain. From, from the one who, like, did the dare, who fucking captured Jamie Lannister in the first place. Yeah. When you have to wonder if, like, if 
she's like losing steam without Ned, too. Do you know what I mean? Not that that would like excuse, but like she's, I mean, she's probably not as sharp as she was. You know, she's being mm. she's being ruled by emotion at this point. I think it's like really hard women. for. But again, okay, so. Catelyn is making bad moves, but Rob also fucking went and married her, effectively ruining the fray, the the um, the pact that Catelyn made with Fre- the Freys. Right. So like he's also kind of shitting on her and making dumb decisions where it's like mm-hmm. really like you don't think this is going to become a problem at some point. The, the Starks seem like a lot of idiots. Aside from uh, what the fuck am I gonna say? Not Rob. Arya. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't care about the two boys. Like, as a matter no, of fact. No, nor should. Uh, R- Riccio feels like a vestigial tail to Bran. Yeah, he probably says there. like eight words the whole se- the whole series. Yeah, he says, no, not you and Walnut. That's <laughs> it. Like, great. You got, you got two innocent, you got two innocent working class boys fucking killed, you noble little shit, over your fucking Walnuts. Stannis is my other least favorite. Mm. Oh, I gotta put Tywin up there as a favorite. I I like Tywin. I like Tywin's horse shitting right at the beginning of this. Yeah, that's pretty good <laughs> shitting right there. I mean, kind of showing who's who's the real cock of the walk going on here. Um, I would say I like uh, Varys too. Varys is cool. I can't dislike. I feel like he. You and I both made mention. It felt like we hadn't seen him for the entire season, and then he just shows up in the last two episodes. Yeah, I'm, and it's kind of hard to remember like where season one ended and season two began in terms of like those. Ca- obviously, Ned dies at the end of, but you know, like mm-hmm. the those characters. It's kind of remember hard to remember where their storylines were. You know, um, so that makes it a bit of a challenge. But um, yeah, I mean, I think there's some good shit coming up. Personally, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll tell you what to look forward to. Look at Daenerys; she's like on her head. Oh yeah, my little pop a, doll, Daenerys. So I have some ideas for like the next seasons that we're going to record. I want to have more like bits. Uh, one thing oh, I great. would like to do that, that I had the thought of is there has been some things. My phone is listening to me right now, saying Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, over and over again, and it's starting to give me merch shit. Like advertising on Facebook and yep. oh my god, the horrible fucking like, who you know what your husband would like? How about a sweater that says, I play guitar, I pet Jimmy the doggy dog, and I know things. Fuck you and your fucking stocking stuff or garbage. <laughs> I know, I, I know Tyrion says the line at some point, like, you know, I, that's what I do. I blah, 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 oh. blah, and I know things. Oh, and then it just gets turned into like Wildwood Boardwalk, like, you know, Jimmy's Slut kind of merchandise. Yeah. So the worst Game of Thrones merchandise is something I would definitely like to do. Mm, that would be cool. Because, oh boy, there's a lot out there. My Funko doll's cute, though. Your Funko doll's cute. I like how they all have black, soulless eyes. Oh, yeah, that's the whole thing. Aside from Barb from Strange... So, w- there are four Funko Pops on our little studio desk here. It is Barb from Stranger Things, who is the only one with her eyes closed. Daenerys. Mark Hoppus. Daenerys is on her head. Yep. Mark Hoppus from Blink-182. Who's Ma- laying uh, down. Yeah, History's Greatest Monster. And is that Dumbledore? It's Dumbledore. We're going to have to do Harry Potter at some point because yeah. I don't, I don't know. We're going to do Harry Potter at some point. I'm not, I'm less confident about 
you liking Harry Potter, I I really think you'll end up enjoying Game of Thrones. I think the pro- again, one of the problems I always have with the show is like, how do I make this entertaining? And unfortunately, I think the problem with Game of Thrones is there's just so much fucking information. Oh yeah, it's kind of hard to even like crack wise about any particular thing. Right. So, I don't know. Anyway, we're gonna bring this to us <laughs> like a like a turd rolling downhill. We took this to a, a slow, stinky stop. That, that's probably a conversation we should have had on our own. Yeah, but eh, that's fine. So, guys, thank you for listening again. We'll be. Uh, we have no idea when the fuck these are airing. So just watch them whenever. Uh, yeah, and we'll be back with season three. Yeah, go watch season three and it'll be ready for yeah. you to listen to it about with us. Yeah, because we'll probably watch it tomorrow. Probably. <laughs> as far as you know, probably. So. Okay. I love you, baby. I love you, too. Can we finish this with a little, little kissy kiss? Oh, God. <laughs> this is really happening. Bye. See ya. Hi, we're back for two seconds. I forgot. I love the Houndies, one of my favorites. Okay, bye.